We can say bad words. Oh, you can say whatever the fuck you want, bro. <laughs> You've definitely never listened. I, oh, man, cause, you cause, busted cause, me. Because we are all over the place. Um, Let's start with this. Let's go here. Um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car, ride a moped. Fuck your car, ride a moped. Goddamn cagers. What is up? Well, dude, Moped Monday podcast. This is the latest I've ever recorded the podcast. We are currently, yeah, we're currently in Vegas and back home in Richmond, Virginia. It's 4.15 a.m. And currently here it's 1.16. So it's, it's late either way. We normally record at like 8 p.m. on Saturday night, on Sunday night. And then like, you know, it might take us a while of procrastinating to start. And then it might run long. And then we might bullshit after. And then I have to still edit and post the thing before the morning. Because Moped Money Podcast comes out on Monday. Every week. And we just we just had fun instead. And we've been, <laughs> we've been walling out in Vegas having a good time. So... Different format. Brought all the gear on the plane. We're out here doing it because we couldn't let you guys down. And I'm with Wes from the Bob Ross. Yeah, that's right. Bob Ross Moped Club. Yeah. What a weird name for a moped club. Yeah. Uh, what a weird mascot. Yeah. I so, hope you guys dress like him occasionally for fun. But yeah, in, introduce yourself, dude. All right. Well, some of you know me, some of you don't. My name's Wes. Um... I like mopeds. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a story behind the Bob Ross name. I live in Las Vegas for 20 years now. I love it and I don't love it. And I don't like the Vegas, Sin City, blah, gambling, ugh, shiny lights <laughs> thing. I don't like that. Yeah. And I didn't want to be associated with that because mopeds are very lo-fi, simple, sweet, humble, fun like good clean fun mm -hmm. and vegas is not good clean fun i guess yeah so i wanted to have Vegas is more plan b fun vegas <laughs> is plan b fun we had, we had to talk about plan b and and paternity tests at plan c. walgreens plan, that's plan c is paternity <laughs> test inside joke first few minutes is yeah, cool. yeah we'll drop it no no, no. We, we we go on tangents we can a sidebar we can do whatever we want on this podcast That's it doesn't awesome. have to make any sense yeah to anybody but every once in a while we just all you gotta do is say pooch mopeds Poop. Yeah. <laughs> say mopeds every 20 minutes you're good <laughs> so i i just wanted back to the name bob ross moped club i wanted it to be associated with something 70s and 80s it's something that like people reminisce at reminisce on and like oh yeah i remember watching bob ross he was so soft and kind and god he was just a great painter that's what my my thing it was just like same thing with mopeds oh my dad used to have a moped it was so fun and we we had fun times riding around our neighborhood and stuff and i don't know that's there was a couple other names um oh yeah the well, grateful ped nah, no that one, that, one was, that one was free trash i get it though desert people yeah um <laughs> the las vegas low rollers 
I do like low roller. Because it's like the opposite of a high roller because yeah. of money and it's lower to the ground. We're like staying right by the high roller. Yeah, the high roller is, <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, high limit slots, high roll. If you're a high roller, that means you got a lot of money, you're spending yeah. a lot of money. Um, that's a common term if you work in the industry, casino mm-hmm. industry in Vegas. So um, I was a The Las close. Vegas whales. <laughs> no, no. Um, I was one of the names was no, no. You're stupid. That was going to be the name of the club. No, you're stupid. <laughs> because like Harley guys are always like, oh, mopeds are stupid. And then literally they would read the back patch and it would say, no, you're stupid. Yeah, that that was my thought on that it. Was, that was clever. That yeah, was a good one. That, but it, I don't. That'd know. also be like a sick like rally name. Like, yeah, no, you're stupid. Like Bob Ross mopeds presents. No, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the second rally. I told uh, you about the first rally, which I'm sure we'll get Yeah, into. we'll get into it. So that was the name. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I was like, fuck it. This is the name. No, that's a good name. It's just weird. It's just different. But Which uh, is, mopeds should be fun, so it should be something silly yeah, anyway. It, or, exactly. So are you a founding member? Um, yeah. So I guess, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to stroke my ego and like, oh, I'm the, I'm the well, president like like it's like or whatever it's called. A captain, like whatever. You're like yeah. one of the guys running the ship. Someone's got to run I, the ship. I, I said, okay, I want to start a moped club. And I had like three or four guys that rode a moped. And I'm like, we're going to start one. This is the name. And we're doing it. Meet at my house on this day. That's how it works. And that's, so yeah, that was me. I'm from, a t- I'm from Richmond, Virginia. And we have five clubs in the wow. city like in one city That's and we're crazy. not and it's probably enough people to be one club but we have five. five and we probably had two other ones of people who like lived there for a little bit and moved away or something so we're just like it just happens like that you, yeah. have, you have your circle of friends you have the people you hang out with you have the people you ride mopeds with mm-hmm. and you're like dude let's uh put a title on this and have fun yeah do something silly yeah and i'm like yeah and i've thought about like just completely revamping and like so <sighs> When I say revamping, just like changing, like the the name, the i the the back patch, the the persona, the brand, whatever you want to call that stuff. And again, it's not that serious, but like I thought about making like some crazy, like psycho crazy club that like does nuts things, like ride through casinos and try to and like run from the cops and like <laughs> do really bad things. Just. I don't know because <laughs> you know what I mean, or or like have some weird like charity like total other side of the the spectrum like oh, tonight we we're go doing to a fun like run. yeah we go on charity runs and we clean up parks and and we help old ladies across the street by pushing them with their I've heard of like these weird like um trash rides where like some places will just like we oh we do rides and we clean up alleys that's not a bad yeah. thing I mean. But yeah, Las Vegas is a really dirty city, so we'd be busy. <laughs> yeah, it's real funny. Like, you come here, and you're just like, I'm like, cool, Vegas. Um, real bland. A lot of, lot of beige. <laughs> just, oh, just yeah. Around, just, like, just beige. It's because desert, everything rock. gets sun rotted out. <laughs> yeah. Nothing can be bright. Yes. Yeah, so or if like, it's... I'm like, all right, scenery, not so much during the day. <laughs> yeah, there's not real a lot of things. And then... If there is things that are completely false, like they just got put in like a month ago, like yeah. palm trees or flowers or something. Like flowers don't grow out here. It's going to be 112 pretty soon. It's going to be gross. Yeah, they're going to fry. Yeah. Dude, so let's, um, just so you know, like to like remind, since you don't listen to the podcast, you don't know how it goes. We, <sighs> he busted. We're, we're literally just hanging out. Yeah. Like, like we've been doing like, for the last couple hours. Yeah. And just make sure you're talking to Mike and we can talk about whatever. Yeah. It doesn't know much. But how'd you get into mopeds? Um, well, I was into motorcycles and scooters 
I had a Honda Spree and uh, got a, had a couple of ATC Hondas and stuff. And then I had like a, you know, CB650, like a 1980s, you know, basically any two-wheeled, three-wheeled vehicle I could buy for cheap and just ride around and have fun with. Were you in them since you were young or was it like? Um, I had a three-wheeler when I was like five or six, a little uh, Trizinger. It's just a QT50 engine with a 60cc Whoa. with a thumb throttle. QT50, Yamaha QT50. Yeah, but it's a three-wheeler, and it's called a Trizinger. They're kind of rare, and I want to get another one. Yeah, that sounds insane. Yeah, they're super fun. Um, Our buddy buddy Brad in Richmond was like the Yamaha dude for a minute, so he just was like, no no one wanted QT50s. They were 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 pop up in Virginia for like pennies, nothing. And he just like, every time he'd see one, he'd buy another one. And he just got to a point where he had like three to five and like three of them were just locked up to the same like post sign in the middle of the city, like in front of his girlfriend. Oh, bought his girlfriend another QT50 that she doesn't ride, and they're just like piling on top of each other until you just like eventually had to just give them away. They're they're I, I've I've owned a couple and I've helped friends and I rode them. They're a weird bike because they fit your body so comfortably, but they're so tiny. Yeah, I mean for me, like I'm six two. And I sit on a QT50, and I don't know, it just feels right in a weird way. It's because those bars just come up yeah, nice and high. Yeah, they're just perfect spot, and your feet are just perfect. Like, you could ride a QT50 for 100 miles and not go, like, ugh. Mm. But if you run ride, like, a shitty Cafe Maxi for, like, 20 miles, you're like, oh, my God, I can't feel my palms. What are you talking about? This bike looks sick. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> my ca- but it's my, cafe, bro. My drop-in bars. <laughs> yeah. I need the top tank. But, bro, I look so cool. <laughs> no, we ride mopeds. None of us look cool. Dude, so, yeah. So, you got the Yamaha three-wheeler. So, yeah. Uh, five years old, Yamaha. Me and my brothers, we ride around the quarries in California and whatever when I lived there. And then, um, you know, bicycles, skateboards, that kind of stuff as a kid. But never really any scooters. And then I moved to Vegas when I was, like, 18 or 19. And I think I met, like, a skater dude. And he had, like, a... Uh, a spree or like an elite 80 or something let me ride it and i was like oh this is kind of cool um and i had like i said i think i had a cb650 at the time and i wanted like something fun to zip around so i ended up buying like the white and mint honda spree mint green like really rare color and i rode that around and like made a furry seat on it and just loved it and this was way back in the day when you didn't have to have anything for like like no license plate, no helmet. All you needed was a driver's license, and you really kind of didn't even need that. Like they would let you go. So, um, and then I actually what got me into mopeds, mopeds was I saw a picture, and I'm assuming it was a creature, and I can't even remember where I saw it. Like some like Facebook or my MySpace. Ooh, do you remember that shit? <laughs> Are we talking uh, uh, what undies only? Uh, no, so I don't <laughs> no. know who it was. He was seemed like a kind of little guy, dark brown hair, and it was really long. And he had it like pushed over forward on his face. And I think he had a Hobbit with a skateboard seat that was like cut in half, turned upside down for the seat mm-hmm. or a skateboard deck yeah, for a yeah. seat. And um, and I just like, well, that's a weird little. And I was kind of into like modifying bikes and like looking, making things weird. Mm-hmm. And anyways, he had one. I saw it on a picture, and it just that was it. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, what, like, you know, what, what is, is that? You know, like, the, you know, that's cool. What is it? So then a random uh, Vespa friend of mine who had a trailer and a truck was like, hey, man, there's a guy in Sandy Valley, which in Vegas is like the tweaker suburb that's really far away that's like literally just 
miles and miles of weird tweakers. Where all the mopeds go to die. So there was a guy that bought a property that had like a hundred mini bikes. Like, Holy grail. Dude, it was crazy. And he was like, pick whatever you want. They're 50 bucks each. So there was like Honda Trail 90s. There was ATCs. There was just, I mean, Kawasaki mini bikes. Just like anything and everything. And I found uh, like a Minarelli city bike. City bike's a nice bike. Yeah, that was my first bike. So I, it was literally like under the the ground. Like it was being reclaimed by the earth. <laughs> <laughs> like by three inches, like the the fender, like the the wheels, the rim was under the ground. Like I pulled it out of the ground. Dude, that's so crazy. Yeah, we, my buddy bought. Um, there was this just this random old guy out in the woods in Virginia, and he had like you know, oh yep, I sell these motorcycles, same kind of thing, just riding motorcycles out in the woods, you know, behind his property. Like he didn't care, he didn't look at any of it. He's just like, yeah. Oh, that, I don't know, 40 bucks. You know, yeah, just throw a price at whatever, it. Whatever, what he wanted for that day. And he found uh, Pook LTD Magnum <sighs> rotted. It was it was fucked. It was, it was super shot with a tree growing through the fucking, like, frame. Like, that's how, like, long it just been sitting back there. Oh, they had to cut the tree to get the fucking bike, like, that's out. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, super shitty bike. <laughs> so, a buddy that knew the same guy that took me to get all these mini bikes... In the Vespa Club, that was his first, like, one of his first bikes was a limited. And then, like, he sold it for, like, $100 or something yeah. in San Diego. Like, like no, one, no one knew the shit was Yeah, nobody knew. By the way, can we just make a quick side note? What in the fuck happened to moped prices, like, literally in the last six months? We talked, it's been longer six months. We talk about it all the time. This is literally, like, a topic that comes up, like, every couple of weeks because it's just, like. And I'm guilty. <sighs> it's I am it's 100% guilty. To some extent, we can say it's our own fault because, you know, you get them up every 300 bucks, 200 bucks, and you fix it up, and you're like, at first you put like some time, you put bucks, some money you know? into it, so you're like, you want to get a little something out of it. So, yeah. say I bought a bike for 300 bucks, and I fix it up, and I put 150 bucks into it, I want to make a little money yeah, for my like, time, yeah. so I'm like, okay, 800 bucks. And I sell it for eight hundred bucks, and then like the next guy sees a, a moped sold for eight hundred dollars, so he thinks that any moped's worth eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So then you know someone sells a bike for more, and then instantly every rando every, thinks it's like it's, yeah. You know, there's there's no especially if they don't know anything about mopeds, they just see the price that one yeah. happened to sell for. Any moped is eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, one guy sold it for nine hundred. That means no, yeah, any every moped, moped is nine hundred dollars. Doesn't matter but if it's I, shitty. Doesn't matter I, if it doesn't run. I think it kind of had to do. And I hate to be all like weird and political, not political. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I think it had to do with the Corona and all the stimulus and all the unemployment, like Vegas got a ridiculous amount of unemployment and lots of it. And we got the extra money on top of that. I don't know. More money on top of that. So everybody had like all this money and I just think it like inflated everything. Even like at the grocery store, I noticed, but I don't want to get onto that. I just want to talk about mopeds and stupid things. And, uh, but I'm guilty. I, I would buy, a, like, I bought a bike for 500 like a, a stock maxi, 500 So for me, I'm super cheap when I buy stuff. Like, people... And 500 is a fair price. It, it was, not, yeah. It's not bottom of the barrel. No, like, I mean, and it was someone, super clean. Someone got a good deal, yeah, $500. Yeah, it like, was super clean. And then I ended up, like, um, cleaning it up, get it running, new tubes, new tires, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, cables, got it running, and I sold it for $800 to a buddy of mine. $800. I still say that's fair. Like that's 
I, I just, but like, I remember I bought my first Maxi. It was like seventy five dollars. Yeah, you know. Well, that's one, also like probably what, ten years ago. What? Yeah. What's the cheapest you ever bought a bike for? I'm gonna interview you. No interview, just questions, just conversation. <laughs> so, we can back and forth. So all day. like, like not giving because free bikes are free bikes, and I get it. But yeah. like, actual price because I think I might have beat you. You probably have. I think the cheapest I ever bought a bike for is probably a hundred bucks. Twenty four dollars. <laughs> Yeah, like twenty four dollars. Like, why'd you even give me money? Well, <laughs> why don't well, you just buy me like a beer? <laughs> really funny about it is, I went to look at one bike, and I think it was the Gorelli like VIP yellow step through, and the guy was like, "I was like, how much you want?" He's like, "Oh no, give me a price." And I was like, "Um, I was like, I don't know, dude, it's rotten." You know, I you have the title, you know, you know, I do all the little game and to mm-hmm. make it because he doesn't know what he had and. I was like, I don't know. It was taken apart to the carb and the cylinder. I was like, got oh, 60 bucks. And he's like, all right. And he's like, hey, my neighbor's got one too. I'm like, okay. And it was like a trailer park in the middle of the night. It was a weird sketch. Mm-hmm. So I go over there and um, he's like, the neighbor pulls it out. I'm like, oh, it was like a that sage green two-speed maxi. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah. The MK2. That's the one. And I'm like, yo, how much are you going to want for it? He's like, I don't know how much you got, you know? And I like literally look in my pocket and I had $24. I'm like, mm. all I got is $24. And he's like, I, <laughs> okay. Like it took him like three seconds to be okay with it. And yeah. that was it. And That's I rode funny. home in my geo prism with two fucking mopeds that I bought for $84. That's tight. I literally, this is, that's why this Pook shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a whole conversation. We'll tell you about that about, in a second. But yeah, that's why I made the shirt this color. I was like, oh, I love that, M- that MK2, MK2 tel- color. I had four of those motherfuckers. Yeah. I think I've only had I've only had one, but it wasn't mine. I think I worked on one for a buddy who's had it for a couple of years. Yeah. I think the best Maxi I got was like the tan one. I can't remember what. Oh, the version. Um, Newport? No, not that one. Like it was like the tan with like the blue and white blue and white stripe pinstriping and stuff. Oh, it was like a nineteen eighty it was like a little bit older yeah. one. Yeah. Like that was sweet. Was it a Z A or was it a E? I probably had a Z. I probably put an E fifty on it though, because okay. I'm lazy. Yeah. And <laughs> that's kinda how it goes in I, my deck of the woods, dude. Me and a buddy bought two <laughs> matching Z A fifty MK twos and they were mint and they had like three hundred miles on them. I mean they were fucking mint. The tanks were rusted, but so we and it was kinda newer. I was kinda newer in the mopeds only like a year or two. And so it took us a while to clean the tanks and clean the carbs and clean the tanks, clean the carbs. But um, though I won the stock, the, the completely stock race at the um, Tomahawk Cup on a and stock tires. I mean, literally, I did nothing mm. to this bike and it ran like 35 miles an hour. Like it ran so fast and it was completely stock. And I, I like I all I did was clean the carb. That was it. I didn't even take the air filter off. Like it was nothing's like a well kept, unmolested, <sighs> unmolested 70s moped, you know. So. <laughs> We'll talk about Pook real quick with with our buddy Klaus. So we went on a ride earlier today. I'm, and and he is, how long has he been in? He said he's been here about four years or something. Something like that, yeah. Is he in the club? Is he in Bob Ross? Yeah, or? I mean, I don't have any prerequisites. If you show up and you're not an asshole and you show up like twice, you're in. <laughs> but I, I, like, I don't have, I don't know. If you show up and you have a moped and you're kind of cool and you're happy and maybe you bring beer like i don't even tell you you're in you're just in yeah you know i i don't know like because i'm sure like it's like the scene here is not like booming you know how well it's weird it's weird here it's not because i used to live in california we go to la every once in a while and i've been to other cities and um 
it's it's usually transplants. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are like come and go in the club and in the city. This is a transient city. It's known for people just not staying here. Yeah. So and and that's how mopeds get here. Because I don't, I mean, uh, there's a handful of shops that used to sell them here, but like most of them are from like, you ever get those little stickers like on the side, it says like the Mopedler yeah, the or, or like John's mm-hmm. Moped Shop in Wisconsin. Speaking of that, let's bring it back. You, are you slinging bikes? Make make your own little tag and put them <sighs> on it. I know my buddy, uh, Manic Mopeds, Conan, who actually shout out Conan. They had a ride down in, uh, down in South Carolina this weekend. Nice. And seemed like it did all right. Yeah. Saw some pics. But yeah, he like tags all his bikes that he, that he slings. That's kind of cool. That's but, a good idea. But that's also, it's like, it's like, you, it's hard to remember the bikes you sell. A, so after if 10 one, years. Yeah, yeah. So if one comes back around, you're like, oh shit, that's my sticker. Well, like, I'll always remember. It's, you know, it's, yeah, that's how it goes. Things. But well, maybe not in 20 years, but maybe 10. But yeah, that's actually a good idea because it's like re bringing back what they used to do back in the seventies or like, yeah. it's like a, you know, if you buy a car, it's like, Oh, Ed, Ed Hirsch, you know, oh, Mazda license plate fucking border. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the total wrong font for that car, but whatever, <laughs> we'll slap it on there. But, um, yeah, that, that's actually a cool idea. Or like a, a buddy of mine, like wrote like West loves dick or West loves penis on his, um, uh, I don't know, his magneto or something. And then like, sold the bike to somebody else i think thomas does that shit too he like <laughs> my buddy thomas does podcasts with us uh, from the rubber browsers yeah. he like i think he puts his initials on bikes like you know like on like in a weird spot where yeah like on, like on the frame or somewhere or like you know on like the cylinder or something like oh yeah like that's my bike yeah yeah i worked on that one <laughs> yeah here i just, can tell you right just, here point. yeah just stash it you know? that's awesome it also like shit like that's good for when your bike gets stolen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got it's got a last form my social underneath the seat. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's definitely mine, officer. <laughs> yeah. Take out the tube. I, I wrote a I wrote a little <laughs> picture of a robot on the tube on the inside. Yeah. There it is, right there. That's my bike. There's a full poem. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine like I, I police officers it. like you know what I got some time pop out the tools let's see this robot. <laughs> That would be so stupid. God, I think that'd be fun too to just like how like all the hobbits, like if you can find like one that still has like the original the toolbox. Tool. Yeah. And like, like to take it out and like put like a actual like note like yeah. inside of like, like the, the, the sprocket tool uh-huh. and like put it back in there. Be like this and, like, was stolen from Wes David. <laughs> just every bike. God, just a really random note. Just yeah. for like for when someone who like buys it 10 years from now finds it. How about you just put see I told you and then put your initials. <laughs> And then the date or something. So it'd be like, hey, that bike got stolen from me. How do you, how can you tell? And then you pull that out and it says, see, I told you. <laughs> yep. The data and everything, sir. Yep. Told it's, you. Got, it's got a Polaroid, my picture in it. Mm-hmm. Like holding a newspaper of the date. Like, <laughs> have, have you ever had any bikes stolen? Oh, fuck yeah. Dude. Oh, it's mopeds. Man. Yeah. Um, you ever get them back? We actually had a whole episode about uh, the saga of the stolen Maxi. Yeah. Which was uh, our friend Mary from the Lady Kings. Uh, we fuck gang sorry um <laughs> uh got her maxi stolen in richmond and like we were just like on the prowl like looking around all right well you mm-hmm. see it you see it like let's say something like like chasing them through the streets all sorts of shit trying to get this bike back but like i don't know like i've had a couple stolen and i just like one was gone i had a tx what was the little tomahawk i meant the little tomos oh the 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 tx50 yeah okay. I had a little tx50 not the arrow 
No, no. Air's a monoshock, yeah. like small wheel, looks kind of like a scooter. Yeah. The TX fifties looks like a little kid's dirt bike. Okay, yeah, kinda I got like, you. Kind of like a PW or something. Yeah, that's yeah. and they're kind of rare. Yeah, I had one of those and I bought it. Like one of my homies in Black Black that lives out in Denver, like sent me money because he saw that there was one in Virginia, and I was like, oh yeah, dude, that's like forty minutes from our house. I'll go pick it up. He sent me money. I paid for it. Like I drove out there. I picked it up. Took it back. Put it in our like big group shop we had, and like. Like some like little like ratchet kids fucking broke in, and stole it. Like they stole that. They stole like a pistol. Stole, not a pistol, like a buddy's like old dad's like twenty two rifle. Like a bunch of dumb stuff we had yeah. in there, and like tried to steal my dirt bike, all this other stuff. And we're just like, damn, dude. And like haven't seen it since. So that one got away from us. But like I don't know, we get we get a couple back. The cops don't often find them, but like they're mopeds, and mopeds are still kind of rare. So yeah. and especially when like. If if your scene is on lock, yeah. like and when it comes we, to mopeds mm-hmm. in Richmond, like we know who has mopeds. Yeah, we know who works on mopeds. So if any dude's like, oh, I'm like trying to get this moped worked on, and you have ads all over Craigslist that this place fixes mopeds, and they call you up and bring you the bike, and it's like you're like, thanks, dick. Oh, this is one of ours. Yeah, I'm gonna punch <laughs> you in the face now, or you can leave. Yeah, I definitely had to do that before. Like someone brought me a bike to fix, and I was like, mm, this was stolen a week ago from my buddy, and like I just put a lock on it. Yeah, like. It's got a lock on it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, bro. Yo, but what are you doing? No, yeah. no, no sorry. you stole it. I can go. Uh, yeah. Like, if you didn't steal it, like your story, does, your did. story doesn't really hold up. But uh, yeah, somebody else <laughs> did, and you're an idiot, and you bought it from you know, yeah. bought a stolen bike. Like, we can call the cops if you want. <laughs> I had I had a free spirit that I put like five stars on and a kit and everything. It was really rough, and that got stolen, and I got it back. And then it was, and it was legit. Was it, was it, was it, was it spray painted bombed? No, it was. <laughs> so I, I rode it all the way from my house, which is way on the East side, at least eight miles to the strip, working on a strip at a casino restaurant, lock it up at the casino, cameras on it at the bike rack, get stolen while I'm at work, like 30 minutes after I clock in eight or nine hours later, I come out. It's like midnight bikes gone. Fuck go to security. Security tells me, Oh, uh, yeah, your bike got stolen. And I'm like, okay, well, who stole it? Can I see the video? And they're like, no, you can't see the video. And I'm like, really? what do you mean you can't see the video? And they're like, well, that's our video, and our policy is we don't show the video to you. And I'm like, but who why? do they show it to? And they're like, we're going to show it to police, so you have to call the police. So I call the police eight fucking days hours later. <laughs> eight days like, later. Like, literally, like, my wife came down. We sat in the Honda Element. My my stepson was like seven at the time or something We're like we slept in the car that day just waiting for the police while we were waiting for the police the guy that stole it came back on his bicycle and unlocked his bicycle looked at us i looked at him and he drove off on his bicycle but i didn't know it was him until the police officer came at eight in the morning oh. watched the video and was go and gave me the description of the guy and it was you know that guy like, oh this guy came yeah oh this guy yeah he came back i would have known but you know the they wouldn't tell me who did it. So anyways, long story short, I get a call from the police like four days later and it was like down the street a mile and they ditched it in another casino. It's like grass, like a, a bush or something. And I think he pedaled it and he didn't know how to start it. I love, I love a trick moped. <sighs> I love it. Like I love it. <laughs> for a while it was all about like, like the like steak secret switches. Yeah. The second switch. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, why does this bike got two switches? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. <laughs> why is the on really off? And why is the off really on? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Hell yeah. 
But um, all right, where were we? We got to get back on track. I feel like there's questions. There's no track. There's and there's okay. no questions. All right, we're we're, we're literally winging it, like, winging it. like always. We're we're just nice. hanging out. All right, but like so, you had the moped. Uh, you you know you started getting yeah. a couple people. Yeah, I got a couple people. Um, Ho- Holger, which we call Hoagie because it's hard to say his name, is from Germany. He's in his mid fifties and he's an amazing guy, and he used to ride. Uh, mopeds when he was a teenager in Germany like they were that was a thing you know and so I saw him I was out riding a moped one day and I saw him riding a moped and I like chased him down that's that's dude that was the, the first fucking, the moped. fucking mopeds passing in the night kind of thing oh, it's dude. always like I, my favorite moment dude I chased that you connect, mother you connect eyes you look oh, yeah. at each other you give the thumbs up or some shit the nod no it wasn't even that like I saw him far the fuck away and I was like <laughs> I think that's a moped and ever, I pinned it. You ever chase one down in a car? <laughs> no. Oh, I have. Pull up beside him. You're oh, killing yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No. What's your name? No, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, here's my phone number. Call me. Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm a moped guy. It's cool. And they're like, what? I'm like, just call me. And he, what? It's weird. Mopeds bring instant bonds, dude. I have a friend who's into mopeds, mostly Honda scooters, and he approached me. So on the same moped that I bought in the desert with my buddy. I, you know, like every new moped person, and it's okay. Everybody's done it. I made it into a cafe racer, mm-hmm. and I top tanked it. Yes, sir. And it looks rad. It's uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah. But it was fun. Anyways, so I, I built this cool cafe racer moped, and uh, I was out downtown riding it, and um, I'm pretty tall, gangly, and I'm riding this tiny 20-inch wheel, 16-inch wheel, whatever, for your moped people. Um you know, it's real low to the ground. I even like put smaller shocks on it and it just slammed tiny little moped and it's loud as fuck. And I had a kid on it in a pipe and just it was ripping. And I, I like pull up like at some downtown bar and I step off this thing. And I had like a leather jacket and gloves. I mean, it was all done up just being a little bit over because, you know, Harley dudes are dumb and I like to make fun of them <laughs> anyways. And this little old weird guy comes up like the kind of guy that would like try to touch your pee-pee in the bathroom that kind of guy his name is dave <laughs> anyways he comes up and he's like wow man you have to come up it you know here's my phone number or let me have your phone number i want you to come over to my house dress up all in leather and we'll make a video with you and your moped and i'm like what the fuck yes <laughs> like no it was the opposite i was like my number is and gave him a wrong number like i was uh. totally an uncomfortable lady at the time I don't, I don't know. That sounded maybe weird, but I, I gave him a wrong number because I didn't want him to make a video with me in leather and my moped. Mm-hmm. So just think how epic that leather video would be. He makes today. a bunch of r- really <laughs> rad, weird, super weird moped, uh, or not even moped videos, just random videos. He was a lighting guy and, and like he was in the industry and like met a bunch of celebrities. who so was like into lights and videos and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he's all retired and old and weird now. And uh, he, we're still we're friends, but like we met another time, and he like chased me down because I had a, a weird bike, and that's how we met. Or I think he was selling a bike, and I bought it, and I was like, he's like, oh, that was you're the guy that I think you gave me a wrong number, and I'm like, oh yeah. But then I figured out he wasn't like a weird child molester, and we started hanging out, and he's super weird, but awesome at the same time. You ever meet people that are weird? Sometimes you need someone on the fucking spectrum, bro. It, it, it I, and I I'm I'm a weird dude. They keep you keep they keep things interesting. They I'm a weird dude, but Dave's not like threatening. He's not we he's not bad weird. He's just weird weird. But every once in a while I go over and hang out with him and help him on his bikes and this and that and he yeah. 
does crazy things. So what happened to the moped you chased down? That was Hoagie. I, I saw him from far away and I had a kitted Gorelli VIP. It was my second bike. And I just like ripped Pat. I was like, f- I chased him and he, he like went home. That must have been a long chase, fucking Gorelli. No, <laughs> my Gorelli's fast. I'm just well, fucking, it's not I'm just super fucking around. fast. But anyway, so he was on a stock maxi and he's riding around. Pelini, I chased him. Gorelli, you only get 40 miles an hour. Sorry, don't do it. I can get 42. <laughs> so I love my Gorelli. It's so solid. There's tips. I'm going to tell you guys some tips about a VIP Gorelli that will blow your mind, but in a moment. Don't remind me about it. <laughs> Anyways, I chased him down and he was like, I was with Dave. He was like, I was like, dude, you have a moped. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, we could be friends. And he's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Like he was super like standoffish. And so like I gave my number and I was like, dude, that's so cool. You're into mopeds. I have into mopeds, blah, 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 blah. And I thought it was like the coolest thing. And he was like, so standoffish. And, um, and then I think like I invite him over, invite him over to my house, and then like he he saw a bunch of my bikes, and he kind of like warmed up. He didn't think I was such a creep, and literally like he's my best friend. Like we we go to dinner every Saturday. He comes over to my house two, three, four, five times a week. Like we're gonna go take a trip to Yellowstone with my family with him, and he's just a solid dude. He's like one of the most solid moped people and just people in general I've ever met. And he's also like a mechanical engineer and like works on big machines. So he, he like really knows what he's doing mechanically. Mm -hmm. And between him and I, like we can fix everything in the world. Like between him and I, we got that shit on lockdown. Like him and I have fixed some shit that is like mind boggling. Yeah. It's, it's really awesome. He's, he's like my heterosexual life partner. Mm -hmm. Like I love him so much. He's awesome, dude. Big hug. Yes, big hug for Hoagie. He's he's the <laughs> capitan right there. He's the the co-captain for sure. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude. So much love, much love to him. So, anyways, um, and then yeah, after that, it was just you know, usually it's like somebody that's selling a moped, and then I go, hey, I can fix this for you, and then you can ride mopeds with us. So there was a lot of people in our club that we got like that, or and then once we went to rallies and kind of got our name out there a little bit. Um, How'd you like find Moped Army and stuff? Just random searches on computers, you know, just like moped and then pretty soon you thought treats and then treats. Somebody says moped army and then, you know, and then I think I was, I posted my phone number in moped army, which actually never turned out bad for me, which is ironic, mm. <laughs> but I posted basically just Damn, no, no free canoe trolls. No, you know, <laughs> and just like you and your lady, you came here and I'm like, dude, you can stay in my house. I'll give you bikes. You want me to cook for you? My wife made soup. Like I love hosting people. And like I told you, I hosted the people from the Baker's dozen. Um, I had some other friends, um, you know, from LA, from Sacramento, from, uh, Taryn came and stayed with us. Just a, anybody that's into mopeds. Like, I don't even know them. And they're like, I heard you were a guy that liked moped. Like, come and that's, stay at my yeah, house. That's literally like the weird fact of our like moped community. It's always everyone's once they find out you're in the mopeds, you're already in. Yeah. Like, like you're in and you're accepted until they find out you're a bummer. So as long as you don't blow it and become a bummer, like you're like everyone's always in. And that's the thing is like, I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole, but like I have a nice house and I have nice things and you know, I, I have my shit together somewhat. And so it's like, you know, it's like a clean house and there's a, a, a spare bedroom. It's like, dude, stay with me. It's rad. Save your money. Don't go to a hotel. It's like, a sh- oh, we're just going to shitty hotel it and like seven people in a room and sleep on the floor. No, nah, come out of my house. You know, I just, 
I, I tell you what, I, I, I'm going to rewind. I went to uh, the, my first rally in Reno with the Los Dorados, who are now Emeritus from Moped Army. Mm. I, I, Retired. I know, I know fancy words. You mean t- washed up 10 yeah. years? <laughs> no, I think they're just over it. But anyways, um, and I stayed with, oh man, I can't think of the guy's name now. That's okay. Skip it. Anyways, I stayed with some, <laughs> I stayed with two people that were a couple, and I stayed at their house, and they like gave me a room with a bed and like towels, and then they made breakfast in the morning, and like we all helped. It was like it was like the best after school special, like we can do it together mm-hmm. kind of thing, and it was just like a really rad experience. And I was like, God, this is fucking awesome, you know. Um, Troy Elizaris, there it is. Mm-hmm. I'm getting old, and now my brain doesn't work. Troy and Lindsay. Uh, and anyways, so we stayed at their house. We went on a couple epic runs. They took a co- cool pictures of me and like sent them to me when I didn't look, was like not looking and candid. Yeah. Just really rad people. And, um, I had a really good time. So I just wanted to like pay it forward. Yeah. Like re, re, redo that for people that come to my house in my town and like take them on an awesome, weird ride and like, you know, get yeah. Mexican food in the middle of the night and drink and gamble at a bar while eating it. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much just uh, called back our day. Yeah, that was our day. <laughs> like, we flew in. We got here, you know, kind of early. And we're just exploring and doing shit, trying to, you know, blow some time until we could check into our resort or whatever. And then we took a nap. And we go up and we're like, all right, yo, we're coming over. And he's like, all right, I'm here. And, it's, you know, we get out of the car and it's like high fives and thugs, like right out, right oh, out yeah. the gates. Dude, all right, sick. And he throws us on like the kitted Buddy 50 scooter. <laughs> the Vespa. Yeah, Vespa the, game. The Vespa. Ooh. They call it the Vespa. Yeah. Because I started riding it to Moped Meets and they're like, there's a fucking Vespa. I'm like, bro, it's yeah. so fast. There was definitely a joke somewhere like hidden in tonight, you know, when like three Tomoses and a scooter pull up in the parking lot. I couldn't think of anything good to follow it up, but that's that's all we need. <laughs> you know only the Vespa's going to make it home. <laughs> Yeah, we, we at least lost one bike on the way. Yeah, you know? the poor Hobbit. Damn it, fucking Honda. Yeah, you were supposed to be the captain, the fucking you're, lead. You're lead. supposed to be the reliable <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, the shining light. Fucking flexing on all these Thomas's, but no, Honda had to break down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I made it home. It was all right. It made it. But dude, he took us. You took us on the weirdest ride. Like, yeah. So think about this for you guys. You don't know. Um, I'm not from here. I'm <laughs> dubsing on a scooter with my wife, and he's like, "Let's go ride." Some trail. windy, hilly, middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere, no light trails with no lights in the dark in the desert for 10 miles one way. Yeah. It was like the weirdest ride. It was fun. Yeah. Super fun. But it's like, oh, it's cold. Wait, it's hot. <laughs> Wait, it's cold. It was cold and hot because we're going, the elevation kept changing and we're coming in like little valleys and dips. Yeah, there's like these thermal yeah, it's of so air. crazy. It's, it, I don't even know how to explain it. So it's alongside of a wash, which if you're not from the, the southwest or the southwest, I don't know. Um, it's where all the water collects and it kind of like a little creek or a river and it flows down. Well, the main wash of Las Vegas flows behind my house and there's a bicycle trail. And the bicycle trail goes for miles and miles. And I heard, found out like today it goes to the Hoover Dam. Some scooter buddies like kept on taking it and just like filled up at a gas station and it just kept going and they got to the fucking Hoover Dam and it literally goes behind my house. So like I can get to the Hoover Dam from a trail that's not a, a car road, yeah. a car road. It's a, it's a paved bicycle trail yeah. in the desert. So I took the guys on Baker's Dozen, Taryn, um, and 
it's it's a roller coaster. It's I always tell people it's the funnest ride you'll probably ever be on. And I've taken people and they I've heard them screaming in their helmets and they're just like ripping. And there's these huge up and down hills and there's these sweet little like up and down turny spots. I mean, there's about three or four spots that like if you're not paying attention, you will crash. Ooh, biff it in the woods. Yeah, like just des. And it's you can't really hurt yourself because it's like sandy desert and there's not like rocks or anything. It's just desert. There's some bushes maybe. Well, yeah, a little bush scratch. Yeah, like some, yeah, tumbleweed. <laughs> some abrasions. Yeah, but... And I, I've been on the trail and I was ripping and not paying attention and totally fucking t- took it out in the <laughs> desert. Like after you could, a, you could easily miss this herd if you aren't if you aren't looking at what's ahead of you. So we were thinking about doing time trials, like oh put a God. start and a finish, and then like go and then like that, one at a time. That'd be pretty epic. It, it, like the scooter guys, I have some um, Honda Elite like Hawaii style scooter yeah. buddies that kind of started riding with us. Like maybe like from the middle to like that little hilltop spot. So yeah, it's like, like only a, a little section. Just one section, yeah. Like a really complicated curvy section. Anyways, it's about eh, 30, 45 minutes one way. Super fun. I love taking people on it. But yeah, it was sick, dude. It was just like. And it's like, where the fuck am I? Yeah, you're, you're really in the middle of the way. Which is also there. like, that's like a. Um, hat off to you sir for uh trusting all the mopeds to just go out into the middle of the desert in the middle of the night yeah. and just like and be fine yeah we're fine we got some tools like it'll be great yeah like one scooter with a trunk full of tools like the traveling toolbox mm-hmm. like things are sick and we're yep. just like all right cool the minivan let's go show up to some resort and act like we're from here <laughs> act like we're yeah. staying here the, the trail it dead ends in like a super high-end like luxury resort area and <laughs> we just yeah. roll up on mopeds just yeah like stop for drinks smoking and stinky and just like hey we're here that, drinks that's how mopeds should be we're all supposed to roll up smoky and stinky and like hey, and just blow up the well, scene nice to meet you we smell like gas yeah dude yeah but that was fun thank you for that you're welcome i love i love taking people out and again i try not to do like the vegas strip and we've rode the strip before but it just gets weird and like it's i don't want to say dangerous because i hate saying that word but it just gets like sketchy and not i don't know i guess we've done it so many times it's just not fun for us so we're just like that that city hot boy ride it's it's touristy you know if if somebody's like really wants to do it we'll go but it's not our jam my jam at least that's like that's that's a weird thing. We've had this conversation before about how it's like people come to visit your city and you want to show them your spots. Yeah. And like even when it's like one of your spots is something like that, like the strip, like the tourists, like mm-hmm. the yeah, this is where everyone goes. It's like it it can be boring or do, get dull to the people who live there and do it all the time or like you you know it's it's worn off. Yeah. It's, and then but people no that aren't from there are like ooh like. Yeah. They, they're still excited about that part. So mm-hmm. it's always weird to try to like plan a ride for out of towners in your city where you can show them like some the things stuff, they want to cool see, stuff. but like the off, you know, kilter yeah. things that you, that you and your friends actually enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to show them both. Yeah. That's why I like, I wanted, when I was telling you about a rally that we're going to pull, pull here in Vegas, I wanted to do something where like we have you all night and then we'd go do on these weird, epic, funny, backyard trail like we shouldn't be here crazy rides go swimming and sketchy night night adventure sketchy night adventures all night and then as soon as the sun comes up you're free to go do the shitty touristy stuff or sleep which we advise night of the vampire yeah (laughs) exactly dude so eventually we'll throw a a rally and do that it'll be called nocturnal emissions Mm -hmm. so have you guys had a rally here yet no no 
<sighs> any any just like I off just, mini day rides or anything? Um, the Baker's Dozen people came out. Um, we've just had friends and people that are Vegas people. We I think our biggest ride that we've had for Vegas people collectively was like twelve or thirteen. Like when we just everybody came out, they brought their girlfriend, they brought mm-hmm. their f- roommate, you know. Every single person that was associated with our club and some plus some, you know, came. So it was like 12 or 13. So that was like kind of cool. It was like our biggest number. Do you have like a, like a collective like weekly ride or anything like that? Do you guys do on um, We have like a, a, a text message thread. <laughs> Damn, and, not even the group chat. Yeah, I mean. Y'all was, left group me for the birds. Yeah, like, we didn't even do me. like Discord or nothing. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. As we get older, it's harder to get every schedule the same. And like some people are down, some people aren't. So, yeah, I would say like once every other week is like a minimum that we do or a maximum. I don't know. We just, you know, somebody will post like, hey, I'm going to the swap meet. Who wants to go? Yeah, I'll go, you know, usually two or three. Yeah. And then someone will post like, hey, I feel like, you know, anybody want to cook dinner and like make tacos or something? And I've seen that like kind of like with RC and the way it's gone over the last couple of years is that we've definitely progress i would say to that style where it's like our rides because for a long time for years we had moped monday yeah and it was monday, monday every monday there's a ride that's why it kind of the podcast is called moped monday yeah. it's like every monday like there was moped monday in richmond yeah. and it would be like anywhere from five to twenty people yeah every single week and we knew it was going to go down we're mm-hmm. gonna go eat somewhere we're gonna end up somewhere or cook mm-hmm. out at the shop or something yeah ride for a while get drunk yeah something was gonna happen yeah moped related mm-hmm. and then over the last couple of years it's just gone to like well we're all in the group chat we, we hang out all the time anyway and it's just kind of like who's riding tonight wow and, that, and it'll just turn into a ride that night yeah, yeah like yeah cool. what's going on tonight yeah someone to go for a ride and then like a ride will pop up and that's kind of how it goes like um you know, a couple people like we have a buddy named Sean who's pretty solid club member, been with us for a few years, and um, um, he'll like he has like more than one or two bikes. You know, he has a few bikes, maybe six or seven, and he you know gets a neighbor or a buddy from high school comes and visits. He's like, hey, you want to go on a moped ride? And they're like, what the fuck, we're on a moped? Yeah. So he puts them on like a kidded bike and they go r- ripping around the town just on his side of the town. smile on his face. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know, then obviously the the hook sinks deep into them lips, yeah. and and then he's like, you know, and then he goes, hey Wes, I got a buddy that wants a moped, you know, and they bring him over and we go through my stack. I'm like, I get this one's almost done. This one need a lot of work. This one's done. How much you want to spend? Blah blah blah. The whole yeah. the whole thing. So um so like sometimes that's a thing where like hey we got you know a friend of mine kind of is into mopeds. You want to come and ride with us? You know, and we'll make a ride just out of that. You know, you don't need much to make a ride. It's yeah. just you know, or like hey, I heard this new you know crazy mall thing open let's go check that out or hey you know i have the day off or you know somebody's watching the kid or you know for a while it was just my day off it was like i had two days off like monday and tuesday so it was like mopeds every monday and then wrench on tuesday Mm -hmm. you know or vice versa you know and sometimes a lot of the times it was just a wrench day like i'll I'll be having a wrench day and i'll be like hey i'm in the garage wrenching Who's and, coming through? And somebody will come through and be like, oh, hey, do you need this part? You know, I need this. <sighs> Sometimes the rides would, like, distract me from, like, needing to wrench. You know when you have, like, the stack of bikes and you're like, I have this th- list of things that I 
really need to get done. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I got all these broken bikes. I really need to do this, 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 this. I made a this, whiteboard one this, time. This, 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 this. I literally this. made Hold a- on. This, this, this. <laughs> I made a dry erase board one time. And I had to like section it out into like 18 parts of, and I put, basically I put every bike I own. No, you and gotta then, go one bike at a time. No, I put every bike I own, the name of the bike, because sometimes they have names, sometimes it's just the model, whatever, mm-hmm. and the color. So I put every bike that I owned and then what it needed. We used to tape and, the list to the, each bike seat. Yeah, but no bike ever had everything done. Yeah. And I had like 20 bikes. It was so stupid. Dude, this bike needs what? Yeah. Look, look on the seat. Look on the seat. Look, <laughs> this, on, look on the repair sheet. Yeah, it'll tell you what the bike needs. Yeah. <laughs> have, but, you, have you ever gotten to a point where you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Why do I have so many bikes? Yeah. What do you What do? You do? Um, I, I tell myself I'm going to downsize and I, and I, and I get pretty close so and you, then I buy three more. So you lie to yourself <laughs> no, right I, straight to your life. Yeah. I try. It happens. Oh, like man. literally I was literally, it happened months ago. I was like, I had a stack of Tomoses. I probably had maybe two extra bikes and I had like two bins full of parts, wheels, motors, all this shit. That's so cute. Even new stuff, <laughs> even brand new parts that I hadn't even used yeah. yet. And I was like, cool. I got all this to my shit. And I'm like, I'm I don't, want I, don't I don't ride Tomos yeah. pers- personally. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I haven't, I haven't owned one that I kept for, you know, myself yeah. that I rode around. Like, so I was like, cool, I'm just going to sell all my Tomos stuff and like put it towards my other bikes. Yeah. Cause I have a it. bunch of other shit to fix. And that that's reasonable. And I sold them all to our homie in Richmond, Justin yeah. from, um, from Row Rogers. Totally reasonable. One of the captains. All he has is Tomos. Everybody in his garage. Yeah. He has one pook. Mm-hmm. Everything else in his garage Tomos. is Tomos. All of it. I'm, I'm like that with French bikes. Except for like, I have a, I told you I have a Peugeot trike that's mm-hmm. just like super rad and weird. Rare shit. Yeah. I haven't even seen it. Yeah. It's in the side yard. We'll, we'll check it out maybe. Um, but anyways, like I have, I think I have like one, two, I have two or three, yeah, three motorbicanes. I don't even want them, mm. but I buy them. Motorbicane was my first bike. So I'm like, I, I have like a soft spot in my heart for like a really baller motorbicane. Yeah. I, do, I don't hate them. I don't hate any moped, but. I, I just, want like a twenty five hundred dollar like all out fucking motorbike that I only bring out like once, once a month. Once a year. Yeah. <laughs> once every couple of months. When my friends think they're fucking they're hot fast, shit. And then you just like, like when they're talking all that shit, yeah. like, oh my fucking Tomos does blah blah so, blah. So like, you want to be Vin Diesel in um in like one of the Need for Speed movies or the fucking, The original Need for yeah, Speed. Where he like, like pulls the out black the, muscle the car sheet, and Yeah, and then he like shed. hits the train. You want to be that but not hit the train. Yeah, yeah. Okay, man, it's reasonable. You need the one flex bike. Every <laughs> yeah. every true Moped mopeder guru needs one flex. flex did, bike. Did you see my flex bike out there? I saw the little, the little Hobbit racer. No, yeah, no, that, I saw a little. A, I saw a little teeny Pinto thing. That's the Pinto. Yeah, that thing is powder Simonini, coated. Simonini pipe. Everything is powder coated. Baby bike. Every nut and bolt that could be replaced was chromed. Has been replaced with chrome. Like I have like five hundred dollars into chrome hardware on that bike. Yeah. It is so stupid. <laughs> I have so much time and money in that bike. You'll never get it back. So it's, you can't sell it. it. Like, <laughs> I, I think I, I went and added it up. I was like, no, don't do that. Oh. Never do that. It was almost three G's. I like, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, dude, like, yeah, I like just thinking about how much money we spent on mopeds. Yeah. It's like, just if you looked at your all time total treats list, I have, I think I have almost every treats receipt I have. And it's like a book like that. Yeah. Like it's a, like a binder. I, I just like 
put them in a binder just in, I don't know why I just yeah that's something shit that's shit I never want to look at um, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to know I don't want to remember you ever so like I have a friend that just got a BMW S1000 which is the, like the fastest production bike it's like 205 horsepower it's like stupid like he let me ride it was dumb it was dumb anyways he's like yeah this bike's like $45,000 new and I was like I think if I sold every motorized vehicle that I had I could probably buy this bike Moped savings account. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, that's that's why I buy those motor canes that I hate because I get them cheap and I get them running and then I sell them. Yeah. You get them for cheap enough. Like that's the problem. It's like I'm like every time I get that feeling where I'm being, I feel over, I feel way at home right now. I feel the overwhelming feeling of having too many bikes in the garage, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can only ride so many. Yeah. I can only fix them. I tried. To, I tried to tell someone the other day. I was like, dude, like you can't fix them all. How, like how many bikes? is enough bikes. How many bikes do you want? And I was like, and I, and I thought about it for a second. Cause I always saw with my default answer. I always speak three, three or four is like all I want. I want like your daily rider. I want like some clean stalker, mm-hmm. like your project and like your fast bike. Yeah. That's what I used to say. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, you know, that, that was my cool. I want, yeah. I'm good with four. But then when I really thought about it, like the bikes that I want, yeah, that I would like, if I had these bikes, You'd never it'd sell. be, it'd be enough. Yeah. Like and it landed at like ten. Yeah. And then you think about the bikes. So you have to you have to think about this yourself. What would be the ten bikes that you would want for sure? Want and never get rid of. And then you look at the all shit and you have in your garage. How many of those bikes are on that list? And I guarantee it's like two of them. Yeah. And then all the rest of the shits, some shit you don't really need. You know what my list is? It's so stupid. This, like this is my excuse. Let's do it. I want to hear your okay. list. I want okay, so I'm a I'm a Pook guy, through and through. I love Pook E50s, love them. Um, Whatever frame you want to put them in, I don't care. They would definitely suck on that little bike trail you took us on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you kitted them and rode them right, I, there, there's a couple spots they, they'd struggle, but whatever. Anyways, I'm a Pook guy. I just always have been. Um, my first bike was a Minarelli. My second bike was a Gorelli. And my third bike was a Maxi, which I still have. And I don't know. They just make sense to me. I just know a lot of tricks. I've I've arguably have put almost every single kit that you could put on Pook, except for like a weird rare Atisa kit. Like I've done Gillas, I've done Metras, I've done Polinis, I've done T, you know, TCCD Euro Euro kit that was on the brown Corona, uh, Corona bike that I built. Um, just every By the way, I love TCCD. Yeah, I just cheap, cheap and fast, cheap sixty sixty bucks. Yeah. And your bike can will do at least forty two. Dude, dude, I just bought from Treats the the fifty cc high performance kit, and then I did I put a crank and seals and bearings and in a jammer clutch and a bunch of shit. You know, fifteen being fifteen intake, high high comp head, dude. Quick, fifty cc. Oh, and may I mention it came with full gasket set, cylinder piston, sixty two dollars. They got the deals on there, dude. But like that's the stock that's the price of it. And then that was pre discount. So you could get it for cheaper if they had a discount sale. Yeah. But I put that on and I was kinda like half assed trying to do the fifty fifty challenge with it. And you know, I just was like, Yeah, that's fast enough. Yeah. It did like forty something. I'm like, yeah. yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so you were But oh back to my the question about uh, with my list. So <laughs> my list is I want one of every pook model. So I want one Magnum, one Pinto, one Free Spirit, one Maxi, 
so on and so forth. Okay. But like but not clean. Like, no, like clean yeah. stock. But not like the 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 versions or the colors. Just No, just not the versions of the colors, just one of each. But like completely bone stock original. Like low miles. Okay. Magnum clean. Limited UPS. UPS all day. Okay. I'm like, cause people, some people have like that preference. UP like, fucking S that brown and gold is like sex to my eyes. Yeah. My buddy had the cleanest, <sighs> like he bought a perfect UPS and he bought it, you know, uh, so he bought it off Dana from Treatland cause okay. Dana used to live in Richmond and he bought it off Dana and it was like the perfect yeah. minty UPS Magnum, perfect condition. And he like chopped it no. turned it into a like hobbit like you know chop build and like kind of like ratted it out because he because he just didn't take all the time to do it he didn't put um and he took it to rallies and he thrashed it so it was just like it just became yeah. like this beat bike did he put the um the gas tank uh uh the the exposed um gas uh hose on the outside and he like welded the, <laughs> the 90 degrees oh yeah so you can dude, see how much gas you got dude i that those memes fucking killed me dude when i saw dude, that i uh, you wonder how much gas i got in this tank look at those fuel lines everybody's like you broke a fucking magnum tank well i'm also like a big fan of uh what i always referred to as the butt hurt build like i i there's some bikes I would definitely never do it to because I'd get butt hurt. But the fact that someone can just take a moped that someone's like, this, really into this is everything. This 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 is so, this is rare. This yeah. is cool. And then fuck it up, like do some <laughs> dumb shit to you it. You mean like glue, um, decoupage a bunch of porn to it? Yeah, that or like put a fucking Batavis motor on a limited. Just something dumb. Oh yeah, They'll yeah. Just yeah. make everyone super butt hurt. Yeah. Like, it's just a running joke in my mind that, like, will never happen. Cause we- I like the rarity <laughs> stuff. I like the stuff that's, like, people are like, wait, what? So, I, I bought a Honda Urban Express, and I'm going to take the engine apart and put the one side case that has the kickstand on the transmission side case from a Hobbit and make a Hobbit with a kickstart. I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen I've seen the one with the electric start. Cause those one, you can oh, get yeah. The- that's, the, like, the PA50... Elite or something. Yeah, there's something like weird. There's like some weird one. Yeah, that would be cool too. But like, yeah, like stuff like that. Like I have a a Pook Hero engine that I bought randomly on eBay like fucking ten years ago, yeah. just because I was like, what engine is this? I want it. You know, and I was gonna put that like in a Chromag frame, was like hard tailed and like I hard tailed this weird frame, and I was gonna make like this race frame and put that weird engine in it and just, I don't know, just weird weird stuff. Hopes and dreams. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's in the back burner. I got a lot of burners. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a Moby. Uh, since my first one was like, you know, that dream. And I'm like, I have the Moby and probably $500 worth of like brand new parts just sitting in the box. Yeah. And I'm like, it just keeps getting moved down the list. Yeah. Like, nah, I'd rather do this do bike ever, first. Do you ever re-fall in love with a bike? Yeah. I do that all the time. It's the best thing. All it's have, like getting a new All bike. you have to do is not ride it for a little bit. For, you like forget about it. Then you pull it out and you're like, oh my God, this is rad. And then you yeah. find the air leak again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just, just don't ride that bike yeah. for a couple months. I have this top take Tomos. So way, way, way back in the day before I knew any better, I used to buy parts from 1977 mopeds. <laughs> <Ooh>, shade. <laughs> no, no. Anyways, anyways. Everyone knows. So... I bought, they had this weird kit and it was $77 and it was called the 77 race kit. That's all it was. 1977 mopeds race kit. And it was a 70 CC 
reed, like the four pedal reed cage, but it had a bridged exhaust. And they don't sell it as to my knowledge anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's on the porn bike. It's on my first rat maxi and it's on this Tomos that I have. And I had to build like a weird custom intake to make it even fit on the Tomos. Mm-hmm. But fuck that Tomos was like the, one of the fastest bikes I ever built. It, it, it did. I mean, the fastest Tomos I ever built. And that was one of my early builds. So it, it did like 55, like I yeah. clocked it at 55 and on a Tomos 55. I think that's like pretty screaming yeah. at the time. And, um, for a 70 kit and, I, I re-fall in love with that bike every like three or four years. I like put it away because it doesn't idle because it's a Tomos. <laughs> and I bring it back out. Seal and, leak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just I just like fucking get it going again. And then I ride it really fast. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Do I remember my first out-of-town rally? We're, we're at White Line Riders in, the, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina, South Carolina. One of those fucking Carolinas. And like... One of their guys had like this Polini kitted Tomos, and that was at the time nice. that was like yeah the fastest Tomos I'd ever seen. Yeah, it was like yo this thing, this thing's just blowing my mind. Yeah, and, and it was like two speed, and you can gear it crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was, and it was years before I saw like another Tomos that like really like made me like damn that Tomos is getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of how this thing was. Like nobody could touch it. Like I mean, again, you know, as you get older and 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 you better builder and you find all the tricks and how to fix things. Right. Like you get going faster and faster. Well, like this was one of my fairly early builds, like my fifth bike or something. And yeah, that thing just was stupid. Plus like I, Thomas's are kind of small and light compared to some other bikes, Magnums and Chrome yeah. and stuff. So anyways, yeah, I fell in love with that bike every, every few years. It's weird. Good old mopeds. You don't have to buy another one. You just like go through your stack. And be like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> Dude, I, there's one. There's like a couple more I want. Like I know I got like. I just need to get rid of. Like I say, it, I gotta get rid of him. Like, you get to the point where you have so many bikes, and it's like, I know I don't want to keep these bikes. And once you know you don't really want to keep them, like you might as well. I have bikes that the gas has gone bad, because I, there. That's how many bikes I have. Yeah, it's bad. I'm somewhere in the forties. It's That's bad. pretty deep. It's pretty deep in the hole. It's pretty bad, dude. <laughs> and and but it's got that a lot of rainy day bikes that are playing around. And that's the thing, yeah. I've I've sold quite a few as well. And like, if I had a list of like how many bikes I have and how many bikes I sold, it'd probably be about even. We had someone on the show recently, and he he kept a spreadsheet for all his bikes. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So it was like because he had so many, it's like that was the only way he could keep track of it. Like, was it Chad Burke? <laughs> Chad does have a lot of bikes and I guarantee Chad does not have a spreadsheet for them. Yeah. I, I met Chad when he came to for the Baker's dozen and he didn't go on that ride with us. I was like, dude, you gotta go on this ride. And he's like, Yeah, I know, but there's some people doing this other thing and I'm like, But seriously, you should go on this ride. Yeah. I'm and gonna, then I'm gonna tell him, dude. I'm like, yeah, ride was fun. Thirteen Chad, people went on the ride and everybody's like, <laughs> And he's like, Yeah, I know. But we've been riding mopeds a lot. And I'm like, Yeah, but this is awesome. Yeah. Dude, have you have you been to the building gather yet? To where? Chad's building gather? No, I haven't been. No. What, did you like check out the virtual one this year? No. Oh yeah, this this year because of COVID or whatever, you couldn't have it. So they did like virtual like Chad Burke building gather. That's it was fun. fun. Like um, we did a podcast episode on it. Uh, Jim Henry from Second Strike did a podcast episode. Nice. I think uh, the Toledo Mopeds Club yeah. did like a little thing that they do. 
and he just like they had little things from different writers like from different cities and like he That's did like a whole like cool. powder coating like thing like yeah. video of it and stuff like this is the step this is the process this is how you powder coat like, that's awesome it was cool I, i'm i really appreciate chad because he's he's like a ridiculous amount of knowledge he has and experience like yeah. and i'm getting to the point where i'm really really like i eat that stuff up because you know it, it's invaluable especially if you're got this much time and money and 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 effort into something and then you learn something new or you like get this new extra piece, you know, trick or, well, there's, there's also this whole, like mopeds have become so like accessible for buying parts and mm-hmm. like fixing them and knowledge from those around us and open army and all the Facebook groups and this and that, that like, it's easy to some degree. It's easy to learn how to do the, enough to get a bike running yeah. and ride it and mm-hmm. like put a kit, slap a kit on it and do the things. But like that last like 10% of knowledge that last, like, like tuning the carb. So you know, it's getting enough gas and yeah. not too much air. And There's all these little steps that like yeah. take way more time or way more knowledge and way more research to like really get. And there's still, I've been doing my pits for over 10 years and there's still like a lot of little things that I just skipped and neglected mm-hmm. to learn because it was good enough. You, you know, know what? Here, I remember we talked about that Gorelli VIP thing, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell this weird little thing that I did on my Gorelli VIP. Okay, Gorelli VIPs. If you're listening and you don't know what it is, um, they have two speeds, and they're centrifugal clutches, and they're rubber. The whole clutch is this weird rubber, like vacuum belt band looking thing, and on the inside there's like teeth, and on the outside it's smooth, and then the rubber expands you know, just like a clutch would. So <clears throat> first gear is really thin rubber and it expands and it's bigger around and it expands faster and it grabs first gear and second gear is thicker and it's a little bit smaller in centrif- you know, in circumference or whatever. And so what I did on, or on most Gorelli's, what happens to the second gear engages like too early. So it engages like at like seven or 10 miles an hour, if, if, if not lower. So, what I did was I got a very, very small drill bit. I took out my second gear and then I, <laughs> I drilled, <laughs> I drilled holes. <laughs> yeah. I drilled holes in the rubber and then I put it back in and I noticed it's shifted like at 11 miles an hour. And I'm like, all right. So I went a little bit bigger. So anyways, you can drill like eight holes on the side, going from the side down on second gear rubber. And quarter inch drill bit is almost a little bit too much. So don't go too, too, too wild, but you drill six even holes right on the teeth of the rubber and it takes some of the meat out of the, so it takes longer to expand. It takes, yeah, it's, it's like you ever been on the Gravitron, you know, that is yeah. like, you know, the skinny kids always like went up, <laughs> went up last and like yeah. the fat kids went up first. <laughs> like that's the same thing. It's like the inertia. So if you take out a little bit of weight, just like drilling a hole in a drilling a hole in a, clutch pad it lightens it so, so it doesn't what it, open up later so i know one of the one of the gorilla issues is like the, the rubber clutch sticking would drilling those holes in the first gear and the second gear help with it sticking because it makes it come out um later in fir- first gear is a different thing i think it's usually a swelling thing yeah um if not then yeah but there's not a lot of room in first gear there's not a lot of meat there to drill through and it's got to be like perfect. And it's probably like a good inch and a half wide. So you'd have to like, I don't know. It's so flimsy. It's hard to hold and get perfectly lined up. 
I've, I've never done first gear. I've always, I've always like, I've heard that you just put them out in the sun or like dry them out and they'll like kind of shrink a little bit and then just put non-detergent oil in it and it should be good. Or I've even gone as far as like sanding them down by hand just to get a little bit of material off the outside edge. But, um, the second gear thing definitely worked amazing. So I have a stock one and it shifts at like dead on 15 miles an hour. And like when it's cold, it shifts at like 17, it takes forever to shift. But when it warms up, it's so perfect and you're not getting any speed, but you're just, you don't get stuck in, in second gear at like 10, seven miles an hour going up a hill. Yeah. And that's one of the main problems I always had with my Grelly originally. So yeah. random mopeds. Yeah. There's too many tricks too. There's a lot of little bikes. That like, like I've never really even fucked with Grelly. Like once I saw one of my friend buddies go all out and do like a Pliny and do like a nice Grelly painted it, did all this shit. And I was like, cool dude, that thing still sucks. Like, you know, com- comparative to well, like, to like the, the Tomos, like, you know, people, our buddies were running stock a 55s with a pipe and like, and like doing and still 50, beat, yeah, 47. Him. Yeah. And you're like, mm. you know, hobbits, you were getting minimal work and like, he's doing like, he went all out, did all this work, did everything you could do. Yeah. Like balls to the wall, bought all the fancy stuff. And it was like, it still was doing, it still sucked. Like, <laughs> like taking, like, it was like pre, like it's better than a motor cane. <laughs> that's <laughs> shut up. Like never. Yeah. That's like, that's more like a, a big joke, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Those damn French bikes. Fuck me up, man. Well, they're like, they're finicky. So finicky. They're finicky. And I like, I, I say that I love Mobicane and this and that, but like I've never done a stock Mobicane. Yeah. Because there's all these little like things that go to like playing with a stock Mobicane, like the deep fucking circlip and like specialty tools yeah. and like those, all this little. Those circlips are fucking yeah, all crazy. All this little nitpick stuff. And like every Mobicane I ever had was being built. Yeah, you built like, it. Like, my yeah. first one I bought, I bought a non-running bike and it sat in the corner until I spent way too much money on a pile of parts and tried to put it all together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I've never had, like, a stock mode became that, like... Ran. Yeah. Good. My, and I've seen buddies, like, have some stock with a pipe and they are awesome. Yeah. yeah. They're killing it. Like, yeah, this thing does 40. Yeah. And it's fun. That's all it needs. Yeah. Like, 40 in a city. Like, we were ripping 40 on that scooter today, dude. It, it might have got up to 45. But forty is all we need. Like if I was going to need fashion forty on that thing, yeah, like it wouldn't be have like, been fun. Mm, like yeah. yeah. So I got I did that thing. I I've gone sixty on that bike. Yeah. <laughs> Down Dude, hill. what's so what's up with the fucking scooter club out here? Um, the, isn't there some crazy scooter boys? There's a kid named Trevor Pritchard, and he does like um mop. I get mop boys. He's like a moped a club, and he does YouTube like videos probably once a week or twice a week and they're into like the honda elite deals and they um build them all crazy and then my buddy chuck barnes he he rides with them and builds and chuck has some sick bikes he is really fast and they're so clean and so nice like he does he really works on them good he has like three or four maybe five bikes now and all of them are sick like his slowest one's like a 60 70 mile an hour bike and his fast one does like 93 93 clock no bullshit like this is not moped like some dude in the you know some dude mile an hour scooter 93 clocked on a stroked 90 or 90 something 98 cc 100 cc water cooled crazy build elite deal 93 would it be would it be against mopeds to bought one of those or weld one of those those frame yeah 
And they, they also can change their gearing. They have like the tech to, which I wish there was more Hobbit gearing choices. I know there's one, but I wish there was yeah, more. Yeah, the Malossi rear. Yeah. And like some bikes run better without that. Yeah, my, my race bike runs better yeah. without I've it. I've seen people be like, because some bikes, some of those Honda builds need to build the RPMs to get the speed. Yeah. And sometimes you can't build the RPM with the Malossi gears in it. All I can say, if, if for my Honda builds, my Hobbit builds, I go three weights in the front and the lightest spring you can in the back and like lighter, everything lighter stock belt, you know, with all the, you know, go fast parts and there's stuff you can do to the stock variator. You grind down the three pegs, you weld it and you make it close more, make it open more, blah, blah, blah. But we, we do a thing where we put a spring, the stock spring, and then we have another smaller spring, progressive spring. There it is. That's the words. You know words. Yeah, I know the thing. Progressive spring mod. So, and then, yeah, just tune it really good and build a big fucking fat intake. Well done those tabs, or grinding those tabs on the rear pulley so it closes all the way. Mm -hmm. Weld them up. I'm talking about the rear pulley. Yeah. 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 Grind it down. Yeah, grind it down, but then you, like, you have to weld them from the other side so they don't fall completely apart or break or whatever. Oh, yeah, brace like with little tacks on the back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've done that. and But, uh, man, I, my race, my race, oh, the thing I did to my Hobbit too is I cut off the seat, that weird square seat pan bar that holds your seat. Mm-hmm. And then I made this really shitty, I'm so not proud of it, like this weird bent piece of metal that looks like a seat. And I just taped it on with some foam. Like it's so bad. But the butt, the butt scoop. <laughs> yeah. What that does is it gets your weight down lower. And that's one of the biggest things. Like if you're a racing, which we go out and race at the Apple Valley Speedway, whatever, that's the thing that like, helped me so much is getting your your body weight lower mm-hmm. even if it's like three or four inches it's just game changing yeah. and if you go out and ride on that track you can oh man so speaking of racing and tracks and stuff yeah um you guys give me this you give me the sick mug i'm gonna take home with me <laughs> yeah. bob ross yeah this is and, hammer mug that- <laughs> so you guys were you've been around for a while what, what when did you guys start the club fuck i don't know Long time ago. You've been around long enough. I would say like eight years ago. Yeah, you guys have been around for a minute in the game, and you've like attended the original like a Tomahawk Cup. Tomahawk Cup, 2014. I still got the shirt. I barely mm. wear it. <laughs> Can't wear it. You'll you'll destroy yeah, it. Yeah, I got to keep it like nice. Don't be good. Every <laughs> every nice shirt I, I just I wear them until I lose them. <laughs> my wife my wife goes dress up and I wear the Tomahawk. She's like no with clothes, and I'm like oh, this is my fancy shirt. <laughs> But dude, tell me a little bit about that. Um, so I heard about it through the grapevine. I can't even remember how yeah. I heard about it. The great, good old grapevine. Yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> so, anyways, it's like, oh, it's not too far from us. And Hoagie and uh, one of my other club members who moved to um, L.A. and San Francisco at the time. Um, I tried to turn the boot. Das Boot. <laughs> <laughs> so I collect random side story. I collect um, clear glass boot mugs. <laughs> that you would get like a McDonald's or the M&M store, or they say like, don't mess with Texas. I, I, try, I tried to turn Doss boot and it just spilled all over me. <laughs> and so he drank, he drank it and he like turned it weird and it just like splattered. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so racing. Yeah. We went out, uh, my buddy, Gabe, Hoagie, Sean, all of our little crew, we went out racing and we like, I get, I don't know. We, we didn't know what racing mopeds were about. I mean, obviously, you know, you get on track, go fast. So we brought, you know, like leather jackets and, knee pads from like scooters and it's like you know just random things that we thought we might need and uh we brought our fast bikes and we went out and raced and i brought a stock bike and i won the stock race that year and there's a trophy up there 
Um, and, uh, and then like some of the guys brought like race bikes and that were like with pegs instead of pedals and, you know, boot, uh, what are the, the launch levers on the, mm-hmm. on some of the Peugeots and stuff and the motor Bikines. And there was just some sick, sick bikes and there were some fast bikes. So then we're like, Oh, race bikes. And then also, so like in they, Vegas, do they have classes in that first one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's stock stock and stock modified, which is in the same race and then um there was you know non-variated variated unlimited um and so and then they had like fun races which is like slalom and like paperboy and like dual slalom Ooh, explain to me the rules of paperboy um so chris hernandez from the woolly bullies had a super super slow stock free spirit and it had a basket in the front and so he like they made like eight or 10 paper, like paper route, like round, you know, paper newspapers. And then, so they just like put like a five gallon bucket, like random spots on the track. And then they would start the time and you would ride the free spirit and then throw that's tight. And if you, if you like missed one, you'd lose one point. If you made it, you won you won three or something like that. And then whoever like did all of them and then made it back past this thing in the time, that's cool i'm really into like weird like alternative moped games yes 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 and and we need more of that and like we had so much fun and we won like 75 percent of them and they were just so silly and like the slow race like slow race is epic we've always like especially in richmond we've always like cool you have the rally we do the slow race tom rebel rousers do it at the riding shed every year and they were like Cool. They do slow race with a with a cash pot. It's like it's Fuck yeah. It was like it's like it's, serious. Yeah, like it was just like but another way to have another game weird. for like say you have your raffle at the end of the raffle. Yeah. Cool. You're raffling off bikes. You're raffling off parts. You're doing this and that. Well, it's just another game. Like we do the slow race and you either like win tickets or you win like a cash pot. Cool. Winner, yeah. Or, winner gets fifty bucks. Yeah. You know something silly. Yeah. Some parts or something. Yeah, cool. it's fun. But like they also did like we did a the clutch race before, so it's literally like. 15 feet or 20 feet oh, or something super short like a super short drag super short drag race wow. so it's all about the clutch like who's fucking who's got tuned. who's got it off the line yeah you know That's oh yeah cool. my fucking bike oh my bike yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And people who, like who's got it bike. off the line off like, the line like, who can make right it, now from a to b yeah who can make this 20 feet first yeah. you know 20 foot race that's cool oh that's way cool we, we tried moped jousting uh <laughs> We tried it in Richmond. We made all the shit to do it. It was going to be super sketchy. Our uh, poles were like PVC <laughs> oh with like God. pillows taped on the end. Sketchy. Like that's awesome. They're probably not safe. We and like we tried to put like a, do a tug of war. That was a bad yeah, idea. I'm into that. So there's this thing because like we just got handlebars to the nuts. That's all we did. So I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have like bicycle clubs here. Yeah, but like. Okay, so we have, like, pedal bike clubs back mm-hmm. home, too, and, like, East Coast thing, like, mm-hmm. and they have big pedal club, like, pedal bicycle rallies, yeah. where they have, like, they do crazy events. Oh, yeah. They have, like, chariot races, all I, sorts of wild I shit. I invented some events for my bicycle club named Hammer and Cycle here in Vegas. Ooh, nice. Bicycle limbo, bro. Bicycle limbo? Yeah, so you basically just make a limbo. St- you, I just made two pillars with wood, just shitty wood I got, and then, like, drilled a bunch of screws like every half inch or something every inch mm-hmm. and then just got like a dowel like a six foot dowel or eight mm-hmm. foot dowel and they're just you know real something real springy where if you barely touch it'll fall off so you know and you just limbo and like there were some dudes that got low as shit 
like, like on the 23 bike. inches. While, That's like while on the bike? Less than two feet while riding the bike. If your body touches the ground, you're out. If you stop completely, you're out. Hmm. You, whatever, however you get your body and the bike underneath the limbo stick, you win. That's wild. So at one point, what was happening is we would tilt the bike like all the way over to one side and you get on top of the bike and then like you your foot would be like on the sprocket and then on like the rear frame by your wheel and then you would like have one hand like on the handlebar barely like but you would steer but it was like this weird angle so you had to like almost slide steer and you had to really fight the bike but basically yeah it was it was gnarly and um then we made like a hell track which was really dirt track it was really hard to get through and then um we we did the jousting thing, but we did it Tall with, bikes. with kids, <laughs> like six year olds. Oh my god! And then finally, like one of the moms were like, "Stop this right now!" It was awesome. Uh, they had the, they oh, had the tall bike jousting. We did bike toss. Yeah, we had bike toss. Bike toss. Like I've a, actually been to a moped event where they did like a, it was a moped frame. They were tossing moped and frames. So you could throw it the farthest. Yeah, That's awesome. Uh, what was another thing? So the bicycle thing, we had this, uh, this, there was this one event they did where they just took inner tubes and they tie it around the like X, X cross. They're tied together. They X cross these inner tubes across like the chest, the torso of each rider. And they stand side by, they start side by side and pedal away from each other. And the first, the person gets yanked off their bike would lose. I always thought that would be funny on my pads, but like, then you come into this weird thing of no one wants to like wreck or fuck up their shitty like, bike. So you'd have to have, you'd have to have like two kind of shitty loner bikes or to like, like do the event or your homies like catch your bike. Not, nah, no one would want to date all like but it, cry it, about it. I mean, if I'm going to go about it, like, okay, first of all, I'm super competitive. I had like a bunch of brothers and sisters. So, and I'm just ultra like shit talking, break the rules, anything to win competitive stupid like i've lost friends (laughs) so i'm like thinking i'm like wait this is just an inertia game this is like whoever has the most weight i mean yeah right essentially i don't know could be speed too yeah yeah because you if mass plus take off mass plus uh lean forward velocity equals bike fuck yeah Where's that physics professor do that? Like, no, just, we yeah. can figure out. The, we can figure out this formula. Uh, I think he's philosophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> one I know. of those fizz. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I oh, also we we tried this one time, but it didn't. It wasn't as fun as it was on bicycles. So you ever played foot down? Yeah. yeah. Foot down on fixed gear bikes, super fun. Yeah, like, uh, we used to do it on BMX, my brothers and I. Yeah, but like on mopeds, it's interesting on mopeds. I think it would work, but it here's works, the thing: like, but there's there's no like the pausing, the balancing isn't as good. So, well, I would do it like a bicycle. I feel like I would ride my moped like a bicycle because, like, I I grew up BMXing, jumping, and doing you know tricks, three sixties, one eighties, all that shit. So, like, I feel like you know that like your body and momentum, and then the torque of the pedals. Even though like the pedals aren't that torquey on mopeds, yeah. like you could stand there, for you a could second. still you could hold stop it. it and like move back and move forward. But I wouldn't just use my clutch, but or maybe I would. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. For those who don't know, foot down is a game you play in a circle, and you pretty much start with whoever many bikes are in it, and everyone rides around, and you can pretty much do whatever to the other riders to get them to either ride outside of the circle, which puts them out, or they put their foot on the ground. Basically, like you fuck with them like physically. Like we used to ride around, and then one of our feet would like kick the other guy's bike or the other guy. Yeah. Or you just stop and then, directly in front of them. Yeah, or stop, yeah. Like to cut them off. Dude, we played um, bicycle polo. 
Have you ever played that? Yeah, I've seen bike polo. Yeah, that was I played it a couple times. It was so we really did, different. We did moped polo, and it, hmm. so it started off like this. We we talked about it in the podcast. We're like moped polo. This could be a thing. This could be a thing. Yeah. Like let's try it. We're gonna do this. Is gonna happen. So we like trying to buy polo balls and stick set at yeah. the time like wasn't the uh, move because yeah. you couldn't get them at walmart it's like i went to three different stores i couldn't find the I shit make them. and i was like i was like oh i was trying to think like okay what's another idea what's another day like i wanted a bigger ball because you need because you're on a moped like yeah. i think it'd be easy if you had something like bigger. soccer ball or bocce so ball i was like or i was like oh this ball might be too hard so i was like i got started with one of those giant balls you see at walmart those big Beach colored balls, balls. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, rubbery not, bouncy. Yeah, the rubber bouncing ones. I was like, I think this would be great because yeah. you can really hit them and they're big enough. And like, we put that out on the field and like right out the gates. Like we didn't have like sticks or the right sticks or whatever. And Ashley's like, oh, I'll use this pooper scooper thing. And it's the first right out the gate, she comes through and hits the ball and Pop. slices it open. And we're like, ooh, well, maybe we shouldn't be waving this metal blade around your friends. <laughs> not safe. Metal pooper scooper. You guys are luxury. <laughs> so we were just like, uh, so we, we, so we modified the game and we had a different ball that was a little smaller and we changed it to moped soccer. Yeah. Which actually ended up being pretty fun. That's you cool. ride around, you kick the ball. You there's can a, there's kick two goals or use your front wheel. Yeah. And there were three, three on three teams. Ooh. So it wasn't too many bikes in the way. I was going to say, it is, was, it, is it full like soccer field? No, we were just playing like just in the backyard. Whatever. So it was like yeah, quarter of a soccer field, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a soccer field, like 20 yards playing it sideways or something. Yeah. yeah. But like, it was fun. That's like, kind of cool. It was kind of tiring kind of, but it was fun. We had a good time doing that. Nice. I'm trying to remember what we, if we did any other weird fun games, there was a sl- there was like a dual slalom where we had like a rider. We just did a duels race, which is fucking I think fun. a moped relay thing would be kind of fun. Oh, that was it. That was it. We did that. That was the best, actually. So, and then because you have to use one bike and like not everybody's bike's different and has their quirks and whatever and we're fast and no brakes, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we, we like, okay, who's got the most like fast bike yet? friendly to everybody to ride and i think we won the relay at the first tomahawk i think yeah it was awesome that was a really fun last weird game thing that i could think of i know so our buddy conan i talked about earlier for manic mopeds he's like down there and he's been selling all the slinging bikes he's a bike dude down there he fixes them he fucking makes bikes and like he's a guy selling all the bikes and the people in charleston area that have been buying bikes you know like oh we're gonna start a club so you know, they had some shitty name. I can't remember what it was going to be like. It was a combination of two of names of two clubs that already exist. You know, like, oh, the name from this club that already exists. The, the hell that black. Club. Yeah, yeah. It was a combination. I was like, oh, man, you know, that's like, those are kind of two clubs already happened. Yeah, that's like that, a weird. That's kind of shitty. And but like, they came to Richmond. They were like getting on a group chat and they were like, oh, like they're coming to Richmond to invade in Richmond this weekend. We're like, you guys just change your name to the invaders since you're like invading Richmond for this ride and like you know the next time you're going to rally you're like yeah we're we're the invaders are coming the invaders are coming like nice. that would be a thing and they were like that's a great idea so they changed their name to that so that's sick you named a whole club bro yeah we did it like that's I right. think I don't think it was just me I think it was some like Richmond group chat thing it just happened that's awesome but like those cats and like Conan and then we're coming to Richmond for something and we were trying to think of like some competition or some game that we could do yeah. and they were trying to we were like the idea was like a, like a relay build thing so it's like you you take you fit you break you take three running bikes and you break three things 
and you put that at the end and then like someone from your team has to run down and like fix one thing and then run back and tag a partner and the other person's got to run down and fix the the next thing and, and run you, back and tag a partner you, and you don't tell them what they have to fix yeah and then the third person runs down and fixes the other thing and then like starts the bike and like rides and it back and runs it to the yeah I'm like that oh. seems like a weird job interview that I had one time. <laughs> it's definitely like no, literally, like they were like, "Okay, fix this bike," and I was like, "Okay," and I checked for air, fuel, or spark, and it didn't have spark, and then I was like, "Oh, this got unplugged," and boom, this bike started. That was literally a job. You're interview. hired, yeah, pretty much. This guy knows his shit. Boom, Chinese scooter expert. What like, do you do for a living? I polish turds. <laughs> speed this bike got speed modded like like it's not even like broken it's just like you unplugged a wire like oh cool someone was fucking with you got it if anybody's listening and they ever get the opportunity to buy a scooter and it's a tau tau or mvp or future champion just don't do it don't do it they're so bad don't do it i know i know they look clean and nice even if it's brand new don't do it vespa yes vintage yes Tao Tao Chinese? No. Just so don't know. Bad. Oh. Oh. What are your thoughts on like those like uh those like Amazon bikes you can just buy like straight out the box like pit bikes or and shit like mini, straight off mini Amazon. bikes like yeah, the four stroke like, mini like bikes? already already together kind of thing you just like um, oh, straighten up the handlebars and fucking put I gas saw in it. I saw this one weird one it was like I think it might have even been two stroke and it almost looked like you ever seen it's called like an Italjet and it's real small. It's not, it, it almost, I don't know, it, I don't know how to explain it. It almost looks like a little tiny, like it looks like a mini bike, but it's like a kickstart two stroke. And they were selling them on, on like Amazon for like, I think like $600 or $700. And they, they look kind of cool. But then I was like, oh wait, no, it's Chinese. Yeah. It can't be cool. Yeah. They're, they're buying those things for nothing. <laughs> yeah. For like a quarter, a third of that. So yeah, for, let's get into this. So I don't know about you guys out there. Guys and girls out there in the moped podcast listening world right now. But I know with this hobby that we all have, also known as an obsession, also known as a problem, <laughs> some people's problem is a little worse than others. Yeah. Like, you got too many bikes. You're like Mad Brapper status, which if you haven't heard of him, there's a podcast or there's a voicemail from him. I might play it tonight. But, um, He's a guy from Pennsylvania who's just been running around the East Coast buying just buys everything, everything, yeah. like way too much shit. He can't, you can't ride them all. Yeah, you can't fix can't them even all. Fix them all. You can't own them all. Like you can't store them all. And he's got that point where he's filled a garage. He's had to buy his wife a horse to like, <laughs> you know. Here's some forgiveness. I got I to gotta earn some goodwill because I bought too many mopeds. Wait, I'm taking yes. notes. Buy your wife a horse, yeah. and you can buy more mopeds. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> And then he bought more mopeds. And then he ran That's out of place to put awesome. the mopeds. So he started putting mopeds in his mother's house, like in her kitchen or something. Like, you know, like, I already have a Honda Express at my mother's. Yeah. Like you, you run out of place at your facility, so you start like using other people's property. You know what I started doing? I started telling my friends <laughs> that, can I keep a moped at your house in case I ride a moped to your house and my moped breaks down and I'm close to your house? Then I can take my running moped home. Good excuse. And leave the broken one. <laughs> I can leave a broken one at your house. He said yes. You know, I, so my, I have like four mopeds out there in the world. My excuse would be like, "Can I leave this here? You can ride it whenever you yeah, want." Yeah, I tell him that. I go, "Well, look, if you have a friend that's in town or you want to show a moped, ride it. It'll be great for me because you'll keep the gas like circulation. It'll be good." That's what I tell him. Yeah, but this is like the moped problem. And also, I like, came across someone on Instagram today. I can't remember their fucking or yesterday. 
you know, the days are all mixed up. It's running late, mm-hmm. but he like, I guess his, his wife or significant other like posted a video of her. Like this is what it's like living with so-and-so. And they like, she walks through the house and oh goes to the laundry room and she goes to open the fucking door. dryer door. And it's like hitting the rear fender of a moped. Cause there's fucking, Oh cool. You want to block the laundry with the mopeds? That's awesome. awesome. And I'm like, I'm just like, damn dude, got you there. Like, you know, so I know like the problem is worse for others. Some of us. And, when you get to the point where you have a shrine yeah. to mopeds in your living room, mm-hmm. that's people, next level. You're, you're all in like full Vegas stats. Yeah. The chips are all in right now. Some people have flat screens. I have a, a 1964 DKW Hummel three speed. That's in very good condition. And this is some rare moped thing that i've never even seen before yeah. so dkw um was a german company also in uh the way they say it in germany is dekave hummel means bumblebee in german like vespa means wasp in italian and Ooh. did you know that secret secret notes didn't know didn't you didn't know that i'm not a vespa dude i don't give right. a fuck about a well, vespa i'm italian i gotta know it's <laughs> part of the test <laughs> anyways um, this is a gorgeous bike. It is periwinkle blue, almost muted. And then it's got these white, beautiful, curvy white pinstripes, a lot of little chrome accents. And then the seat is and then the pinstripes like hard or they're like, they're, they're actual painted pinstripes, okay. like hand painted. And then the, the DKW humble part, it says is a decal. And then the, the seat is, um, like a nice dark fire engine brick red with white on the sides and the two seat handle. And then it has a white uh, full chain guard going all around the chain. I'm, I'm going to post a picture of this bike for the Instagram. It's, just so you guys can see I love what bike. it looks like. But it's like, this is a full moped, like sitting yeah. on essentially the, a mantle. <laughs> yeah, I have, we have a gas stove and then like a place for a TV, but we don't have a TV. Yeah. And then we, I have the moped above that. And then that's surrounded by <laughs> Bob Ross swag yeah. of all kinds. And some some race trophies and plaques and some random Honda like paperwork and decals and flyers. This is where you like worship at night before you go to sleep. You know? I don't know. Like, okay. <laughs> you can probably relate when you were a kid, like you're, you're into music, right? Playing music, guitar yeah. or whatever. So I, I was into music and I grew up in the, like I, I discovered music in like in the nineties. So it was like green day, rancid Weezer, like music. alternative yeah, band posters. Yeah. So you have like your band poster swag, you know, and I was a skater kid too. So I had like, you know, yeah. Thrasher and trans world and all these like cool pictures and stuff. And I would just like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I found like, I found a, a, a cardboard box and it said like filter and there was a band called filter. So I cut it out and I like pin it to my wall. I don't know. It was just like shit like yeah. that. And I remember as a kid, like just filling my room with just random shit on the walls. I don't know why. I just I thought know, it was cool. That's that's what it was, dude. Like yeah. when I, I remember moving out of my parents' house for the first time and I lived with my parents and it was like, I, like I lived in a house where it wasn't like you can put whatever you want on the fucking walls. You know, I go to kids' house and they're like, they're drawing on the walls and doing, you know, their room was their room. Yeah. And like where I lived, it was like, no, this is my house. Like, yeah, you live in my house. You like, don't follow my rules. Yeah. yeah. This shit's clean. That's and totally what I tell my kids. And like, so when I first moved out, I was like all my band posters and the shit I nice. saved, I decked it out. Like every inch of my walls and my little teeny bedroom apartment. that barely yeah. fit my bed, you know, my first mm-hmm. apartment. Yeah. Like, 
By the way, best apartment ever, right? Oh, it was it was was interesting. Yeah, I I loved my first apartment. I had one roommate. She was a girl, and she, me, and her were tight. Like she'd pee with the door open. We'd have conversations while she's using the bathroom. Like we're like homies. And like my room, literally, you'd open the door, and it was like the door open, and it would like barely miss touching the nightstand and the nightstand was like touching the bed and at the foot of the bed there was just enough space to like open the dresser drawer yeah and then from the dresser drawer like that touched the closet that was only big enough for like three coats and then you'd be back out of the room again and like but it was all covered it was yours and it was was all yours and i did whatever i wanted you know Mm -hmm. got in some trouble did some sketchy shit like you know but it was yours it was mine it was freedom, man. That's the first. That's the best. That's the best. I love. I love stories like that. So, and now that you're growing up and you get to like do what you want, you're like, I'm putting a fucking uh, <laughs> moped on the mantle. My wife and is. She's cool with it. My wife is a saint. She's also very aesthetically pleasing, personally, and what she does with her home. <laughs> and so, like, I, she had it had to be her idea. And I, I had the bike, and I'm like, hey, what do you think about doing this? And she's like, no, just straight blocked, no. <laughs> and I'm like, but I was like, look, we could. And then I, I like literally like found the the, the missing piece that I added to her puzzle to make it make it okay, and was like, look, the seat is red and then if we put this see the picture of that picture there's a little red in it and there's some red in here and i'm like the blue that's the same blue as the couch and i and she was just like it all came together like in the perfect storm and she's like okay (laughs) yes victory and the the main thing is i didn't want to um keep it in the garage because it's just too scratchy and dusty and stuff and then also i had a i had a friend years ago that had was into like lambrettas and vespas and he had like a really old really old vespa it was like a 47 or 48 like one of the first two years and it was mint and he had it in the house and i thought it was the coolest shit because like he had a really nice big house like this and and it was like just perfectly clean and redone and it was just like in a corner and it was like an art but it was like functional art yeah showpiece and i just like i was young i was like 19 at the time and i went over and i saw that and i was like this is what it is to be not wealthy but like have what you want like this is it and until like and i feel like it's one of these things it's like cool having your house is because we recently bought you know bought our house having our house is cool it's like oh this is ours our house we can do what we want and like having your little garage and your work area is cool i'm like yeah i got a little garage got a work area but like there's not enough space, especially for the, the way this hobby can expand and grow out of control if you let it. Eyeballing you real hard. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. No but like, idea what you're <laughs> talking about. Unless you get to the point where like, okay, cool, you have enough people or enough or your friend group or your moped group or your club or your like your bike hustle on the side has gotten to a point where you can afford or be in a place in life where you can afford a separate location mm-hmm. where you can be like, cool. Now we have like this little spot, mm-hmm. this garage, this place that we can really make nice into like, cause I think we all have like, we all kind of do whatever we have to do when it comes to working on mopeds and doing what we do with the space we have. Yeah. But if we had the money and the time and the yeah, space and the air, homies or aircraft warehouse, you yeah, know. You, we, we would, Guarantee we would all have a standalone or a separate location where cool. Now we have like these stack of rare bikes that we all have 
mounted on yeah. the walls. The old and like ones, the pre-70s bikes. And- all the decked out tools that you could ever need, like, you know, perfectly clean and organized. And it's like, and we'd all have like Lips. that <laughs> legit moped workspace that's also your museum slash art, you know, yeah. if we could. Yeah. But when you don't, you got you got to do what you can. You throw it up on the mantle and yeah. convince the old lady. Yeah. I don't. I I I, I couldn't do it, but I also don't have a mountain this big, a big mantle, as a whole 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 moped. Well, you know, I got a, I got a big <laughs> moped. Those are nineteens, bro. We got big nineteens. <laughs> it's got big wheels. That thing's a Cadillac, and yeah. of every sense of the word, it it the shocks are like butter like it's a trampoline on wheels like it's so comfy and it's very it's a big bike they're 19s they're not 17s they're not 18 they're 19 it rides like a butter and it's it's a three-speed it's actually kind of fast like i think it goes like 35 40 stock which is crazy for a 1960s pedal moped but it's it's a gorgeous bike it's just i i Real quick story, I, I, a friend of mine that I got into mopeds like sent me a picture of the bike. And I'm like, oh my God, where is it? And he's like, yeah, there's this weird old dude with a warehouse and he has it. And I'm like, yeah, where? And he's like, and he didn't like message me back. He was like fucking with me because he knew I was like, I had to have it. Like I saw it in a picture, a text message, like on a, the old like razor. Yeah. You know, like the fucking yeah, flip phone. The flip phone. Like it was so small, but I saw it. I'm like, oh, I got to have it. And so like it was like, Every day for like three weeks, I send him a message. Hey, where's that place? What's the number? What's the address? Where is it? Oh, I don't know. I got to see you. Finally, he like was like, all right, dude, you're bugging me. And so he gave me like the guy's name or whatever. And I found him. And he was this weird eccentric dude that bought vintage things all throughout the East Coast and would like, he, he would rent semi trucks, drive to like every flea market and thing around the East Coast and just buy everything. And then truck it all the way back to Hollywood and then rent it out for like movies and, and props yeah. and stuff. And it was like really cool vintage, like furniture. And this dude had so much, like you think I have a lot of stuff. This dude had a warehouse that you could park 18, wheelers. 18 wheelers, yeah. not 18 wheelers, 18 of them. Like mm. it was epic. It was, I, I walked in, I just, I, you just stop. It was so big. It was crazy. Like I never even seen a regular place that was that big. Yeah. Like it was an arena. That's crazy. And it was full of just vintage stuff. Anyways. So he had this and a Solex and I didn't want this fucking Solex, but I saw this. I'm like, dude, I want that. And he's like, um, it's $2,000. And I'm like, Oh no, it's not. <laughs> and I'm like, I can give you like $600, which whatever. He was like, no. And I'm like, well, you know, I, this is all I have. And he's like, well, I deal in thousands that was the kind of dude he was and i'm like well i'm i don't and he's like all right well when you have the money come back and see me and he's like i got a lot of shit to do i gotta move and and i'm like wait what do you mean he's like oh i'm getting evicted from my house and i have to like move all my stuff and i have a lot of stuff and i got shit to do i gotta go and i'm like i got something that you need and he goes what i go i have something that you don't have and that you need he goes i have everything and the guy did he had everything he's like I said, I have a strong back and I have the willingness to work. I'll work it off. $10 an hour, eight hours a day. And I worked a full eight hour job every day for months and months. I worked with this guy and I, and I, and I actually sold a bunch of his stuff too. Cause he was like running out of money. It was weird. I sold like a pinball machine. I sold like some 
some random like things and he like took it off the balance and I just like chipped away at this bike for months. And the guy was weird as fuck. So anyways, finally after like the, the, the balance got paid off, I'm like, yo, give me my bike. And he's like, all right, but you can't leave me cause the job wasn't done. And I helped him and he paid me and blah, blah, blah. But I got the bike and I literally s- s- worked for like 200 hours for that bike. Yeah. Moving like that's who the else, worst thing. Who else is that dedicated to a moped? Dude. That you're never going to ride. Like, yeah, I rode it once. I rode, I got it running. I rode around the block two or three times, and then that's like, not. That's not like I said. Like, there's some things it's that too like, nice. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't ride. Like, just the vent, how old it is. I wouldn't. It's like I'm not gonna fuck this up. What's even crazier is like the tubes held air and like the engines. I put gas in it, cleaned the carburetor, and started. Like it's a moped, you know. Yeah. But it was just it's, it boggled my mind. It was like, oh my god, this is awesome. What's the year again? Sixty four, roughly nineteen sixty four. I dude. think they started. They had this model in like from fifty eight to like 66 and i think i looked up one time with the vin it was like right around 64 65 yeah yeah it's like my oldest bike right now that's crazy yeah i don't think i have anything under 70 like five or something Do you see that red bike that was next to the race bike mm-hmm. that's a 68 pook saber which is a four speed 50 cc pook shifty 50 that they sold at like sears that's like another old one yeah Wild shit. Yeah. So there's a weird rabbit hole of just like the like wanting bikes because they're rare. Yeah. <laughs> the rarity of it or the how old it is. Like, the, I you know what? It wasn't necessarily the rarity of this. I think it was the aesthetics, 100. percent Because yeah. it, you see that like the curves on this bike, and like my dad was into old cars and stuff. We go to the car nights mm-hmm. and stuff, and I'd see like old 40s cars, and they were just so sexy, man. Things were made so cool back then, you know. Yeah. And is, this, is this something you never want to like fully restore or, um, I watch too much antiques roadshow to restore this. <laughs> Do you get what I'm going at? Like yeah. they always say like, if this, if you didn't, you know, sand this down and refinish it, it would have been worth $250,000. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in the condition it's in is worse more than, than me. Like, I mean, when it, when you say restoring, like stripping on the paint and repainting it or just like getting it running. No, like it's sure paint it. Yeah. No, it, I wouldn't like, showroom brand new quality looking Nah, i i don't think i could because it's i think it's worth more or at least to me like original yeah you know i i it's not bad shape either. it's no it's super super good shape um so yeah i mean there's a couple of little rust spots in the frame but very very minimal compared to you know being fucking how old 60 something years old 70 years old yeah so no it's not 70 years old so what's up with this uh magazine you have on the oh, yeah. coffee table here so there's a magazine in Vegas called Vegas seven. I think it used to be called seven Oh two and they changed it. I don't know. Anyways, this whole, um, magazine was, um, the, the stories were about auto culture. Um, and so they featured a few different clubs like auto clubs. So there was like the low rider amigos car club. And then they featured, they did like a, a write up on them. And I'm turning pages and it's noisy. And then um, the British Auto Club. So they're into like MGs and Rolls Royce. And then they did us like to throw a wrench. So Bob Ross Moped Club. So there's a couple pictures of me and um, my buddy Gabe that moved to San Francisco. And they got a picture of my stock Magnum. They got a picture of my first Minarelli bike that I made into a cafe racer right there. And then the army bike with a machete. Got a picture of Gabe's Chinese Wailing Hobbit and then the the Pinto and then my garage with our Bob Ross patches and some random 
patches and helmets and stuff like that. So they did our article and it was weird because she was like asking me, like trying to be like as controversial as possible. <laughs> and like, gotta have the rivalry, dude. The porn bike. And she like talked about it. And then she was like, so you're into naked things. Like, you, would you get naked right now? And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, you're, yeah. <laughs> you know, and she just was like, like weird, you know. Uh, but anyways, they did a write up and they did some pictures and we got a magazine. And I thought, I mean, I think it's always awesome when we see like in print or, you know, online articles from like our version of like mopeds, because like when they were new in the seventies, they were coming out, like there were advertisements and there were articles and there were things about them. But like over the years, since it's fallen out of popularity, like Ghost. The only people that are doing this or really care about it is the people that are in our community. And like, so like, you know, Moped Magazine's done it. There's like another Moped Magazine in Europe. The Europe guys are still doing their still thing. Doing it, yeah. You're still, you can, you can go see that stuff all day. But like here, it's like, you gotta we're be brought doing into it, it. Yeah. It's like someone from the outside has to like think you're cool enough for one piece, you know, for it to get like any light shine. I don't on think it. it's even a cool thing. It's, it's more of just like, they I need know, something different. I, it's more like sharing like something special. I think this is the way I look at it. Like Sean brought a couple people into the club, you know, and he was like, brought him over to his house. Hey, what are you doing? Or hanging out, just visiting. And he's like, dude, let's ride mopeds. And they're like, you know, I think I said this earlier. So it's like, it's like sharing this weird thing and, and nobody gets it until they do it. Yeah. It's kind of like it, drugs. You have to ride it's it. It's kind of like drugs. Like nobody understands it until they do them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, that makes sense. But that that's to me, so it's sharing like something special. Yeah. It's sharing like a secret getaway. It's sharing like a dopamine release. It's yeah. sharing like like it's like that old man that's like, hey, check this out. Or looks at you and kind of winks and does something really cool, you know, yeah. or tells you a dirty joke or teaches you how to drive. It's like something very special. Yeah. Like that's mopeds for sure. That is totally mopeds. Like I once you get someone on it, done. They, they understand. Done. Like I've never seen someone get on one and like ride a moped and come back around the corner without the without the small without the shit eating grin. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to meet that person. Yeah, because they're broken. Yeah, they're broken. <laughs> yeah. I, <don't>, uh, <laughs> um, I used to hang out with a lot of like CB seven fifty chopper guys and like Harley chopper guys and stuff. And I think at the time, I don't even know what I had. I think I had my CB650. So I would hang out with those guys a lot. And they were, they were a good group of guys. They weren't, you know, they weren't super ego like Harley guys. And um, we would we would meet up. And then I, I built that, t- the tomato racer, I called it. So it's not a cafe racer because it's Italian. It's a tomato racer. Mm. Yeah. Play on words. <laughs> Anyways, so I showed up with the tomato racer. And I had it, like, kitted and piped. And it was, like, ripping. It was, you know, 40-something. And I, like. I like roll up and they're just you know razzing me and they're like this is dorky what the hell is this right thing? It. yeah I'm like that's exactly I'm like get right. on it pin it don't let go for ten seconds write it new moped shirt uh, from Moped Money podcast coming soon just write it was he gonna have the Nike switch the no it's gonna have something they're gonna sue you yeah that'd be fun just see just see, put it just, upside down just no just to get that like letter in the mail the cease and desist put it on the wall. <laughs> I got huh. <laughs> Nike fucked with me. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, and that's exactly what happened. And like, there was this really old, big, fat dude that was in the club. He was super fun. Yeah, I love that guy. His name is Shannon. 
he gave me a couple ATCs and just, he's a solid dude, big boy. Anyways, he's a little older. He gets on it. He was so big. He couldn't get his other foot on it. Like he only, he was like one foot in it and he was riding it and he came back and he's a really jolly guy, you know, Man. but he's also like a shit talker, you know? And he came back just like, that fucker's fun. Like he was having a blast. Yeah. And like I said, I had it tuned pretty good. So it was riven. And yeah, everybody wrote it. Everybody wrote it. Like, Lopez are fun, man, dude. And that's, and that's, like I said, back to the name. Like, that's why, yeah. that's why I wanted just fun, happy and that reminiscing and that sweet, yeah. you know, I tell people like, I, I, I had these filmmaker guys that like, I don't know how they, we got in contact, but they were like, we want to make a mini documentary on you and mopeds. And I'm like, oh, cool. And so we like met up and we did a bunch of filming. And then like the last day of filming, like they borrowed this really expensive lens. Like it was like $3,000 for a fucking lens. Mm. And we mounted it on a moped on the camera and we were riding and the lens fell off in the wash. That wasn't your fault. It wasn't, but like it destroyed it. Like it was done. Yeah. They they didn't uh, and then they were like it properly. <laughs> they were like, like we and they borrowed it too. That was the worst part. And so, anyways, it, it was like this weird thing. Like they were gonna do this and it was gonna yeah. be cool. And then they're like, they started working and then they broke this lens and they were just like discouraged. Fuck this project. Yeah, it just like. They blew it. They should have bought GoPros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like hundred fifty dollars a pop. Like they, you know, <laughs> they did this weird. They did this one um, little thing. They like finished. They finished it. It was like it was like an intro, I guess you could say. It was like they showed a couple clips. They showed me doing this and that, and, that, and they showed up bikes. Blah, blah blah. I'll send it to you, or I'll send you the link one yeah, day for sure. Do it. Um, it's pretty have, cool. Have you ever seen the uh, the Hell Satan's uh, TV show? <laughs> no. So the Hell Satan's from Moped Club from Richmond, Virginia, have a multiple episode television series on fusion network you can watch for free oh my god how are they not millionaires because it (laughs) because it's mopeds one uh it's also like it got filmed a couple years ago as in during the time where like they're not like super active as a club and shit and they even like it's like it's definitely like is it bad it's it's interesting but it's like it's scripted to a point you know wait, they're, wait, wait, they're wait. not How, okay did you ever see that one where like the one dude gets like hit by a car and then the other dude makes like a yeah so that was their uh was that that them? was one of their documentaries they did they had two documentaries was or that something. fake yeah they, yeah okay that was fake i feel stupid for even asking that yeah, yeah it was fake <laughs> but like he got it sounded, the person actually got hit by a car he did yeah someone got hit by a car that was real but like the uh the beef with the with the other rival gang and like the fire bombing their bike and all that shit. Yeah. That was all fake. So then how does, how does somebody get by hit by a car and make it real and not like have a thing after that? That was just someone was filming some other shit. Some bicycle kid got hit by a car or something. Oh, like somebody actually got hit by a car that had nothing to do with it. Just happened to do it. And then they built a story around it. No, they just put it in the video and like, you know, made it seem like it was part of that. <sighs> That's weird. Yeah. I feel dumb for like, I used to work in a restaurant and they did one of those like um, hidden diner, like fix a diner things like mm-hmm. at the restaurant I worked at. And then like people for like months afterwards from, unfortunately don't take this offense, but back East and like Midwest would call me at the restaurant and be like, did that young lady ever get her tips? And I'm like, <laughs> it's TV. It's not real. You dumb fuck. And like, click. <laughs> well, it's like, that's what they, they, they dramatize it and they make it kind of scripted. So the, so it seems more interesting than it is. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, do, 
why don't people make episodes and TV shows of like actually legitimate, like real things? Like boring. How to <laughs> replace your seals without splitting an E50 case? Yeah, good trick. Why not? Like, you know what I mean? But like, make it like kind of cool and you kind of like clean. Put that on YouTube. You need more sealant. But that's the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little fire. So, backstory. Literally, Hoagie was over at my house yesterday. We we're like sitting around, like eating something and talking and just visiting. And like, we have this big projection screen that pulls down it right in front of the moped that's on my mantle. And we like, we're just searching. I just like moped, like how to or something. And this video pops up and it's Biggie. And they're like, we're going to show you how to rebuild the E50. And I'm like, not really watching it. And then all of a sudden, like I look and he's like lighting it on fire and then he kicks it and the whole E50 falls apart. And then he does this crazy shit with like tons of sealant and just like oil and sealant mixed together and smearing it like where the bearings go, where the seals go. And me and Hoagie are looking at ourselves and we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, those bearings and, are trash. And then literally <laughs> he pulls up in my driveway the next day and I'm like, it's you. <laughs> That's the first thing I said to you. You pulled up and I'm like, holy shit, it's you. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, that was amazing. Because I was watching you on YouTube. That was funny. That's, remember I told you those Honda Dio dudes that were like really super fast? That, yeah. That's how I met them. They were on YouTube. And then their videos were on the fucking trails, like by the, the water tower, like on that big mm -hmm. straight. That's where they're, I'm like, this is my fucking backyard. Like I'm watching we're, YouTube. When we were popping out of there, dude, I was like, damn, someone's been burning it up oh, out yeah. here. All the racers. Like, all like, smelled like was fucking cars. Uh -huh, they fucking, just do burnouts and they, yeah. they race on that spot. Yeah. That's what, that's what out of town shit's for. It's like a little bit country of, of city, you know? So yeah, for sure. But that's, it's just funny that we saw you on YouTube and then literally like, I didn't know. You, I didn't the know two two that together. was you coming to my house to do the podcast. Yeah. It's so awesome. I wish we like, I talk about it all the time. I wish we like did like the whole podcast video, video. thing. So, so it was like, see. it was all on YouTube and you could like see us and like thing. But then like that kind of like takes away from when like we're like multitasking or like one of us is just like on our phone, not paying attention or like someone's like falling asleep. I've been paying like, attention <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> but dude, so we're going to kind of wrap it up, but like, what are your, like, uh, what's your takeaway from mopeds and where do you kind of want to see the whole thing go? Um, let me just say this and it's a little negative. I hate electric bikes. I hate them. You can't, and I know you can, but you can't really modify them as easily and as cheaply and as with as much complexity and simplicity, simplicity as a moped. And they're not a throwaway technology that you can reanimate. That's what I. That's what one of my biggest things in mopeds. Let me let me say this. One of my biggest things is when I get something that was trash and make it into something super rad. That gives me the biggest like instant gratification. Boner. I was gonna say boner. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. Like, and that's that good clean fun. It's like. I, when, like I always tell people like what did you do today I'm like I got something that hasn't ran in 40 years running yeah I think that's just in an enough like to fix something to reclaim something like recycle whatever you want to say better for the environment maybe it's not because it's all smoky but I'm just like that makes me so happy like on a non-monetary level on a non like I'm gonna sell this or give it to somebody else or write it or keep it it it, it all that aside, like we're going to be dead and all of our shit's going to be somewhere else. But like, I got that thing fixed. 
that that's my probably number one thing on mopeds like and that's why i think i buy so many because like i have this weird urge to like fix everything which is i don't think it's bad but it's it's weird yeah you know i'm a fixer like mm-hmm. you know i don't know maybe it's like i'm really into fixing things like anything like i'll work on cars i'll work on even chinese scooters just I mean, that's a them. good hobby too like i it's kept many of hands out of a lot of trouble yeah. and like giving you focus exactly time and, and like what to do with your time and energy you and know? it's a it's like i always like to say good clean fun because like that's i could be doing thing. way worse shit yeah <laughs> well and then like otherwise i'll be like you know jacking off or fucking watching reddit or something stupid you know just yeah. playing pokemon yeah gotta get that shot out level 47 instinct forever put video games down kids <laughs> they're bad they're addictive like mopeds wrench on mopeds put the video games down jason thanks man for doing what you do dude fun and, and i like the whole like you know the mobile session like we we most of the stuff we do we call in and we have the guests on the phone and like being here like live like in person is always like more fun like we have a lot of people who just come through richmond all the time and they pop in whenever so you know if you're ever around and want to do it again like more than welcome love to yeah love to chat it up some more i'm sure you got more stories <laughs> oh, and dude. jazz you got any jokes you want to tell i know you had one oh, joke yeah, you want to tell me earlier joke. okay i i told i told you today i was like dude i got a moped joke you never heard and he's like and i was like save oh, it save, save it, it for the podcast <laughs> like but it was like so cool i was like a joke you've never heard and he's like save it for the podcast like so quick it was so funny all right so let's see if i can remember this all right so there's this young guy and he's got a lamborghini and it's the kind that like has the top down it's really nice and he pulls up to the stoplight okay and there's this old man and you know like there's old man then there's like that really weird eccentric old man he usually has like funny facial hair he's got the rainbow suspenders you know overall something weird you know just doesn't give a shit anymore just old so he pulls up on a moped right next to the guy with the lamborghini the old man leans over and like puts his head like intrusively in the lamborghini and like looks and is like hey uh i've always wanted these these are amazing are we running out of time no no okay (laughs) anyways so the old man's like yeah yeah it's real expensive you know back off watch the paint and he's like and and the the young guy looks at the old man's moped and he goes nice moped and he goes yeah it does whatever i need it to do you know just gets me around from a to b light turns green the young guy decides to like shine the old man you know so he Drops the clutch in first, slams it in second, winds it out. Skirk, skirk. Yeah, just screw Lamborghini, bro. He's doing like 80, 90 miles an hour. He's tripping fourth gear, baby. Looks looks in the rear <laughs> mirror. Sees the old man way back there and all of a sudden coming up quick. Right on his gate. And he's like, what the fuck? So he puts it in fourth, winds it out, drops it in fifth, backs off the throttle. Looks, same thing. Guy's way back there. Dude's doing 120. Mo- old man on the moped just all of a sudden right right on him it's like what the fuck so he puts it in fifth drops it doing like 180 dude just slamming it looks back same thing dude in the moped's way back there pulls right up on him he sees a light, light coming up turning red and everything so he slows down it comes to a stop two seconds later the guy in the moped comes right next to him his hair's all blown he's all frazzled and the young guy's like you know your moped really impressed me. That that thing really hauls ass. And he goes, no, no, my suspender got caught on your rear view mirror. I'm glad it's just a suspender. My mind went way dirtier than that. <laughs> <laughs> my old man balls got stuck in the... <laughs> my old man balls got stuck in your exhaust pipe, sonny. 
<laughs> uh, Anyways. Well, that's funny. Yeah. That's fucking mopeds, dude. Um, I got a voicemail from the Brapper, but we're going to save it for another time. Uh, when I get back in Richmond, uh, me and Thomas are going to try to do this podcast with uh, Tyrone the, from uh, Pookmaster from the, the Florida drag scene. I started some shit with him. Not really, but kind of with I think everyone's kind of starting some shit down there now. Everyone's kind of like... You know, people are finding out that Florida drag scene. Everyone's like, yo, I got a bike. Yo, yeah, I got, I, I, I got can two. build on. Everyone thinks they got the sauce to go down there and fuck with those nitrous boys running top fuel and all that shit. We'll see. We'll see. Put your money where your mouth is. I mean, do you like, know, like, what are they running? Like, is it quarter miles, eighth mile? I don't even fucking know. I yeah. think they're running whole miles. Whole miles? I don't fucking no. know. I'm just guessing here. Mm. I really don't know. But like they're 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 doing some shit. Like, hey, you know what? Like real. we talked about this. This is a whole other spectrum of mopeds. Like there's racing. Yeah, there's, there's like a whole different genre. Fast street ride. There's stock. Whatever. There's mm. repainting, customizing, and now like who? Like I think I did a, 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 a they did a, a, a drag race at the races one time at the Tomahawk Cup, and mm. it was like like one dude just like dominated. Yeah. There used to be a moped like the, track scene back in the, the day. Like circle track? Like, no, just like road course track, like okay. like four country oil. And now there's like, if there wasn't for a long down. time. And now it's kind of back again. It's kind of coming like Nama Boys or whatever doing the, the East Coast MotoGP. There's a mm-hmm. the Midwest. There's a the West Coast. And what's to say that fucking the Florida boys aren't going to fucking set the bar yeah. and start a drag scene and have like people from all over the country come down to Florida and hit the track for a day. That's right. And have drags. Fuck yeah. I think that'd be sick. Hell yeah. It could be cool. I really was nerding out like a while ago about how like the Euro dudes have like the off-road moped races, like the moto cross shit, moped cross. Yeah. And they're like le- doing legit shit, making little small tabletop jumps. Yeah, like little jumps and like, and, like, like making a single course. Single track and making a course. And I'm like, dude, that would be so much fun to do on mopeds. And I'm like in the process of trying to build like a cross build. But I think... If a couple of people did that and you started doing it, it's one of those things like if you build it, they will come kind yeah, of situations, feel, feel the dream shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like if we did that, people would be like, yo, this is cool. That's what we did at the racetrack, man. Everybody started talking about it. So many people showed up that first year. It was yeah. bad. You just got to just gotta do the shit. Like yeah. if you do it and it's cool and it's genuine and people understand that, like people are going to want to be involved and want to be a part of it. You could have just said, if you do it, they will come. Yeah. You literally, like there's so many people into this and there's so many people wanting to be into this that that people will spend the time and like not necessarily a lot of money, but they'll spend the time and the money to, to get to you and do the thing that you're doing. Yeah. Cause it's rad. That's it. That's mopeds. It. Mopeds are rad. Fucking get you some. If you don't have a moped, you might want to check it out. Yeah, um, come to my house. I might sell you one. <laughs> if you guys are ever in uh, Las Vegas, hit up West, dude, yeah. and Bob Ross Moped Club. And we got an Instagram and a Facebook, but I never look at them. We're gonna get into this shit again one day. We're gonna do another episode and shit. We're gonna get into like the uh, the times you guys applied for Moped Army and uh, everyone yeah. thought it was a joke. <laughs> Because they're having too much fun. Sorry, uh, you guys missed out. But uh, you guys are legit. Like, you've been rad. You've been a cool host. Like, I've had a good couple hours with you. Yeah. Not not a whole lot of time. A couple hours. And, like, it already seems like we're fucking homies. Yeah. So, I'm into it. Uh, if you guys want to support the podcast, you can go to mopedmonday.com and purchase a shirt or hoodie or a flag or something. And, you know, that helps us out. If you have a guest that you think should be on the show or a topic you think we should get into, you can email us at mopedmoneypodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, that's it. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped.
don't know, like touch a fly, was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Oh boy! Wah, wah, wah. You fucking 